0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Talk Nubble podcast where we're going to do another race review. Uh, I've done fucking like six, seven, eight, nine of the, I don't know, we've been churning out like two weeks, so it's been really fun during lockdown. Um, I must apologise uh, straight up for the uh, guest I've gone on today. Um, for any of our American listeners, we might have to put subtitles out for him because he is
1: Scottish. Hi Lewis, how are you? Hello, thanks for the very professional intro. I've got a pretty good accent. You know? Sorry, what,
0: what, what was that? You have uh, to speak more.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is the whole thing. This is how it's going to go. <laughs> I'm
0: joking. <laughs> uh, and today, uh, as many of you who know Lewis, um, there's pretty much a team that he is super famous or infamous for playing, and that is the Kemri. So we're going to talk Kemry, aren't we, Lewis?
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the only team I know anything about. The other ones I just like to, you know, run at the ball and run at the touchdown line. Seems to be the strat, so. Well, I
0: have immediately straight away got a boner boner for the bone men have you <laughs> just a boner all the way through oh. are you are you gonna have to watch your p's and q's because uh, heather's in the room with you
1: nah <laughs>
0: <laughs> as we know listeners heather is actually worse than lewis when it comes to language so <laughs>
1: right better blood bowl so you know. <laughs> yeah
0: no, i mean the proof is in the pudding, mate. The <laughs> proof is in the pudding. So, first of all, uh, straight off the bat, listeners, we're going to follow pretty much the same structure we've done before. We'll go through the roster for you, have a chat about tactics and then look at leagues and tournaments and kind of to
1: see how that flows. But uh, straight away, Lewis, um, why the fuck would you play Emery? I don't really know. It's like... A kind of masochism. It's kind of fun to know that even if the dice go really well it can be not good enough. You know like when you make a dodge as an elf it's just expected. You're just like hey the dice did the thing and then when you fail one you get really upset like that's not supposed to happen but Kenry's the opposite. Every action you do is great when it succeeds and if it fails you're like hey that's life. So it's just joy you know <laughs> like nothing's gonna work so it's so much better when it does.
0: It's like Blood Bowl and Super Hard Mode isn't it? I mean Straight, straight off the bat, it's interesting when you look at it. I mean, looking at the roster, and we'll go through the roster in a minute, but the sort of clear weaknesses but strengths are that Kemri are both super slow and super clumsy. I mean, it's like ball handling, finesse, like you said, like the elves, just not going to fucking do it. And weirdly, although the bash and grind is what you'd expect them to do with all the skill, the guardians and stuff, orcs and dwarves and teams like that are... Like, better at those yeah so
1: They are like, uh, not great. even the best at what they do. No,
0: I mean, they're, and they're really like a controlling space type team, aren't they, with all that strength five? We'll go into the tactics more about actually how they do that because um, they don't have the block they need to do yeah. the fashion.
1: Yeah, you can't, like, removals are just not reliable and, like, you, you can't even reposition. So it's like every move is done thinking about the next four moves because everything's got to be really slow and you've got to know where the opponent can and can't be. It's a pain. <laughs> really
0: bad. Probably not a team we'd recommend to our novice Blood Bowlers.
1: Yes. No, I think if you got into Blood Bowl and somebody told you to you know, play Kenry for your first game, you'd think this is the most awful game ever designed because nothing works like. But on the other side, you'd learn the fundament the fundamentals pretty pretty quickly because you'd have no forgiveness. <laughs>
0: It's funny. I got a um, I got a text from uh, Fraser the other day, and it's been really nice. Listeners, those of you who've been saying, "Oh, what a great job you're doing in lockdown," i I just come on, get drunk and chat about blood blah. So if that's good for people, then fine. Yeah. <laughs> but he he uh, texted me and said, "Thank you very much for your dark health episode where Phil Guns and I basically spent." Uh, three hours saying how ridiculously broken and unbelievable the Dark Elves were and if you wanted to win a Blood Bowl you just basically took a team and won he's like yeah. You've, yeah. you've inspired me to take Dark Elves so what we're going to do over the next three hours is basically tell you not to take Kenway
1: yeah. just never do it <laughs> just never <laughs> never do it
0: right uh, we will, we'll go into more of the tactics later on but um, let's, uh, let's quickly smash into the roster I don't know uh, um, Lewis I always get my kind of uh, guests to uh, Give their opinion on this. Usually, if I can, um, I use the Spike magazines for the rosters because I, I think the Spike's pretty good. Do you like the Spike magazines be coming out, or you're not a reader?
1: I don't. Uh, they're okay. I mean, I actually have the Undead one, the issue four, which has got yeah, like yeah. the Camry stars in it and stuff, just to have them. But nah, I don't really. I don't collect the Spike mags. They're cool, but I just nah.
0: <laughs> it's more like um, sort of how GW are taken the, the game. I think that actually. Me personally, I say it's every
1: podcast, but you know,
0: you know to fucking listen if you don't want to. Um, but, I, <laughs> but basically, I, I like the direction the Games Workshop, workshop are taking the game. The dire- yeah, is that right? Yeah, the direction of Games Workshop are taking the game uh, with the spikes and everything, where they're kind of, and it illustrates it illustrated perfectly on the last podcast where I had Joe on. who's played it for fucking decades like me, and all of the stuff they've been doing that were changes, some of them you hadn't even noticed. There's some major sigma changes they've snuck in through the spikes and um and he didn't even notice and that's great because it shows that they're appealing to the vets and like not pissing them off but like but like also appealing to the newbies and i think actually the way they're doing it's quite subtle it's quite good
2: yeah i mean like
1: nothing nothing new has been terrible i don't think i mean i am pretty notorious for not liking any change in blood bowl whatsoever (laughs) i tend to complain when they make any minor change but like i just like to moan they're not that bad nothing's been like change the core of Blood Bowl, you know? It's just stuff, just little tweaks, little improvements. It's all right. Oh, good. And uh, the spike well. mags are fun, you know? They're fluffy. They're colourful. They've nice pictures and stupid trivia facts. Like, it's like a real sports magazine-style thing. It is pretty, it's better than a rule book, for sure.
0: Yeah, no, and actually, none of the other games, watch your games, do really anything like it, do they? No. But it's fun like that. So, that's really good. So, yeah, listeners, like I said, usually we try and use the spike mags as a kind of, you know, handrail. But there is no spike for the camera yet, sadly. Um, So I'm going to use Lewis and you can get up if you want. I'm going to use just the fumble list of, uh, we'll go through the players there and they've got, Mm -hmm. uh, I think they've got all the stars that we're going to talk about. So that's fine.
1: Yeah, they should have the new ones on there as well. Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, they do. They've they've been pretty faithful to the GW stuff. I think they're afraid of GW like suing them or fucking them or something. So they're trying to like (laughs) stay as faithful as they can. Anyway, the Toon Kings roster or Kenbury roster. I mean, I quite like the Toon Kings as a name. That's the old school name. But, you know, Kenbury, Toon Kings, whatever. First straight away... They've got a player, and we've actually already talked about the undead, which uh, hasn't been released yet for the listeners. We had some fucking uh, technical problems, but it will come out. And we talked about uh, this first player, the skeleton lineman. Uh, and the undead have both zero to sixteen skeletons and zero to sixteen zombies, and they hardly ever take skeletons, so that might tell you something. But we'll talk about like <laughs> these stats first, and we'll talk about the player. So skeleton lineman, uh, he's movement five, strength three, agility two, which is a bit of a theme for this team. Armor value 7. He has got reject, which is nice for alignment, and thick skull, OP. uh, And he's got uh, general access for normal. And he is only 40k, which I think is probably a real saving grace, isn't
1: it? It is, yeah. I mean, the skeleton lineman isn't good. If you put all the 0-16 to players in Blood Bowl in a list, the skeleton lineman comes somewhere between goblin and halfling. he's, (laughs) He's not good. But, I mean weirdly enough with the, the fix call <laughs> kind of helps the armor seven they, they don't actually go off as much as other armor sevens and they've got regens who don't die very much and when they do die they're dirt cheap so you can you use them for fouling really fouling and marking people because you don't care whether they die and they just exist they're just there. <laughs> <laughs> there, there
0: i mean if you could take a zombie do you think you'd prefer a zombie there's less, less movement for more armor if you could
1: like right. uh, i mean yeah, maybe. I don't no, I don't think it would matter. And Kemri are skeletons, so you just stick with the theme, don't you?
0: Well, and interestingly, because uh, Kemri, and we'll go through the other players and, and how that makes a difference, are generally so slow. Having yeah. that extra movement probably on the skeletons is, is like stronger here because yeah. they can actually move around a little bit. And often in the Undead team, you take that one skelly maybe to just give a little bit of movement to the movement force. Yeah. So maybe that's, that's a good reason here
1: undead it helps with the fills as well because movement five you can go further Fill, you know you give them 30 (laughs) player on the first level up and that's that and go and stick the boot right in
0: well yeah and actually um the thick skull like you said is great they kind of fall into that we've already had um like i said talked about zombies that the listeners haven't heard and i keep referring to the undead (laughs) podcast that still hasn't come out but it will Uh, and we also talked about peasants and i think skeletons are in that line where it's quite fun and fluffy because they are that shit that you yeah. want to just stick on the line. They're there to fucking die. They're there to stick the boots. I and mean, you almost laugh when people kill them. You're like, I don't care. I'm going to foul something because if I lose a Skelly and you lose a Wardock Skelly, brilliant. But he <laughs> cares.
1: Uh, hey, the Dirty Player Skeleton, it's hard to get him. You know, you need a Skeleton just to roll that random Kaz and then you start mvp in him, which people think is mad. But once you get a Dirty Player Skeleton, he can become a real core part of the Kemri team because, you know, it's hard to remove people. And Dirty Player is just Mighty Blow for someone on the floor. So the big Tomb Guardian doesn't have Mighty Blow, can knock him over, get nothing done. Then the Dirty Player skeleton comes in. He gets the removals, you know? Yeah. And it, uh, it works sometimes. It really does. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no, Absolutely.
0: Sport. If you can surround that player and get the dirty player in, that's going to be your mighty blade to move it. Absolutely. Well, that's the skeleton linemen, 0-16. They're fodder. They're there to die. And um, But they do. You know, they are important to the team, like any lineman is, and you have to use them in the right way. Right. Uh, we've next got the two zero to 0-2 positionals, the kind of guys that provide a little bit of speed to the Kenbury. Um, First of all, uh, let's chat... Uh, they're called here on Fumble anointed throwers. Anointed. Yeah. Uh, or throwers, and it, isn't
1: it? Yeah, on um, Blood Bowl 2, you get the thrower, and I mean, you can call it what you want. It's the thrower. the ball. I mean, he doesn't throw, but he can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he can physically. Me. I mean, his stats. I, I quite like him. He's he's movement six, so he's a bit he's faster yeah. than a Skelly. That's great. Uh, he's strength three, agility two, and armor seven. So otherwise, he's got exactly the same stats there. He does have pass, uh, regeneration, does. and then critically, he's got sure hands.
1: If they critically. did, if they did not have sure hands, which I think they didn't use to actually, um, they would be useless, completely useless. With sure hands, it's the single most important player on the team. He can't ever get hit. If he yeah. goes off the pitch, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. are royally
0: fucked. Uh, and he does also have passing access. He's got general and passing. And passing he does. Access.
1: So, in I mean, a tournament can,
0: build, you, know, where you can be leader and stuff like
1: that. He is. He's the leader, uh, the designated leader in a tournament and in a league is leader as well. It's really helpful because your rerolls are expensive on Kemri. And, I mean, pass is nice. The issue isn't passing, to be honest. The, the four-up rerollable can happen quite easily. It's the catching. No one on the team can catch it. Who's he throwing to? Like, there's no end result of the pass.
0: This is true, uh, Lewis. But, you know, there is a star there that we can talk about. He's shit, but he, he does Yes, yeah. and yeah. we'll talk about him in a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about how to skill them up more later. But if you can get agility on this guy, it's fucking great.
3: But yeah, yeah
0: we'll, we'll, we'll go into them a bit later on. So that is the throw, Ra. He's a bit squishy. That's the ultimate point. Yeah. He's got a thick skull and he's on a seven. So.
1: I was, like, if, if you reach the point where someone hits him, then you're done anyway. You yeah, should never have been hit. By
0: <laughs> Fair <laughs> news. Right, and then the next player is, you know, probably one of the, actually the most important players uh, in the Camry team, the Blitzra. Uh, zero to two of these. If you could get zero to four, this would really choke the team up actually. I'm going to get two. Uh, he's a, uh, he's ba- and we talked about this before, Lewis. He's basically a fucking white with agility down for the same price, it's really yep. annoying. But anyway, yep. he's movement six, strength three, agility two, as you'd expect, armor eight. And then he has got block, which is amazing, and regen, and general and strength access, both of which are really handy.
1: Yeah, strength access is great. And general access, because, um, you you know, well, we'll get there, but Tomb Guardians don't. So no one else is going to really get tackle or, you know, stuff like that but well, he gets it.
0: Well, even like Frenzy and stuff are really handy. Frenzy's handy good. On and he's, it's,
1: he's just one stat point away from being a genuine player. It's just <laughs> he's just agility too. If he was three, you know, you say he's a white, he's a fantastic player. But in the context of the Kenry team, he's still the best player.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'd agree with that. And, and once you get over crying about the fact that he's the same price as a white, but... <laughs> It's like, you have to take him in context with the team, don't Lewis?
1: Yeah, you do. I mean, his price is okay as well, because the Kenry team in general is cheap. I mean, even at 1k team value, you can start 12, 13 players. Yeah. Um, you've got regen on everyone, and skeletons are so cheap, you tend not to burn your treasury either. You can quite often be like, you know, game six in a league with like a 200k Khemri treasury, like, what do I buy here? So the Blitzer price, I don't think matters, just because of the way the rest of the team is set up.
0: But they are your support players, your killers, your yeah. <laughs> blitzers, like all in one, aren't they? There's only two yeah. of them, so you've got to play these guys well.
1: And on the, when the frora does get killed, which can happen they're the ball carrier, that becomes their <laughs> job too. You know, you've just got to use the team reroll on the pickup. They're the only ones that you're going to give it to.
0: So when he gets killed, which is yeah.
1: going
0: to happen, yeah. for sure.
1: Moving six, I think, on both the positionals is something people do underestimate. Like, oh, this team's slow. They can't get away. And then it's like, you know, just throw in two, go for it. So you can go eight squares. It's, it's as much as any other team can really do outside, like, the proper fast teams.
0: Absolutely. And I, I tend to find once you skill your throwers up, they become like shit blitz rars anyway. You've got four mm-hmm. of these slightly faster dudes that can kind of do quite similar stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then we come to the players. Probably the reason that you would play Kemri, although not necessarily <laughs> the best players, uh, they're called Tomb Guardians. And these guys actually used to be bad back in the day. They used to be basically four mummies. So they had Mighty Blow, they were slower, mm-hmm. but they had all that shit. And now they're, they're still, uh, they are what they are. Let's talk about them. So they're, yeah. they're, they're movement four. So they are, they're faster than mummies. That's good. Uh, they're strength five, same. Agility one and armor nine. So they're just slightly faster than mummies. They've got regeneration, no Mighty Blow and fucking Decay, which is one of the things I think is just... Why have these There's, guys got that and mummies don't? They've got, only got strength access for only 100k, so they're quite well priced.
1: Yeah. There's... I mean, Decay is cruel. I mean, and it's it's a stupid negative trait. Like, because in a tournament, it doesn't exist, Right. It doesn't affect tournament play at all because you can it's going to be resurrection. It doesn't matter. So it's literally just a punishment for using Camry in a league. But, I mean, you already get enough punishment in that you took Camry in a league. So you didn't need <laughs> anything else. Like. Yeah. But and it's, it,
0: it doesn't affect them as much. And uh, so I always talk about both leagues like ECBBL and TBL, because, you know, both of us play in both now, Lewis. But they, yeah. they're, they're quite different leagues and they're really good in their own ways. And it's just good that we've got a different, you know, approach to Bowl. It's amazing. But in like the DBL, where you tend to end up with larger treasuries, it doesn't matter as much because you can often no. replace them. But in like an ECBBL league or a more strict league, it becomes a real issue when they start to die and you just you just haven't got that money to replace them with.
1: Yeah, I think it's just boring as well because it offers nothing to the other player. Like, you know, it's not like, like Wild Animal. They they suddenly have a space they can go through because you couldn't move or, you know, stuff like that. But Decay is just like, you've took the Tomb Guardian off the game. He's out for this game. It's no effect to you. Oh, but then the guy playing him also gets a dead and he yeah. just has to deal with that. And it's, you're not going to enjoy it. They are not going to enjoy it. It didn't change the game. It's just, it's just a stupid punishment.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of akin to the weeping dagger rule on the, um, on the gut runners, really, where yeah. it doesn't really add fun to either of you. Like, no one really cares. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and it's, it's a good skill. I mean, because it exists, it's obviously on the rotters as well. And on a player like that, we don't really give a fuck. That's quite yeah. funny. Like that, yeah, it's, it's not it's funny just, on the two
3: guardians.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just a joke on Rotters. Like, they're these crap with 40k as well, aren't they? They're yeah. there to and die. That's and that's funny. That's good. Yeah. When the core of your team gets two shots at being injured every time he's injured, it's just awful. That's and as soon as you awful. start playing
0: Claw Mighty Blow and they just kill them mm-hmm. like nothing. Yeah. It's just an absolute nightmare. But yeah, these guys, Strength 5, and we'll talk about the tactics a bit more, but, you know, they really provide that wall of strength 5. They can actually provide a lot of problems for some bash teams. Like people They, don't, are,
1: the, like they are the team. This is why you play. Yeah. You want to play with these four guys. They're just so much fun and no other team is going to have something like this to use. So it's well, like a good point.
0: Against teams like uh, Chaos and Orcs, if people don't know how to play against them, they're going to be in real trouble because yeah. uh, actually they can't get those two-dice blocks that they need and they haven't got the skills to do it. And they can, they, you can provide real problems if you play them well. As, you, as you've shown us, you know, that's yeah. great. Can replay no, it? No, it does work things. Not against, not against me, but, you know, that's no. it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk about that a bit more, I'm sure. And then finally, before we move on to the Stars, as you've already alluded to, it's worth mentioning they've got the 70k, the most expensive re-rolls that you can have, because there's, there's, a, there's a gap between 50 and 70k, isn't there? And I don't think it massively affects these guys in a way that some teams it does. We've already talked about... Um, you know how uh, Dark Elves have got 50k re-rolls, which is super, mm-hmm. super cheap, and actually 70k re-rolls, like, for example, kill the Nurgle team a bit. If Nurgle had even 60k re-rolls, they'd be a lot stronger because they could actually yeah. fit stuff in. But Camry, they're expensive, fine, but because their players are cheap enough, it doesn't affect them too much.
1: Yeah, you, you also don't buy that many. Like, I think um, a mistake a lot of people make the first time for Camry is they want three or four because, like, oh, everyone's agi two. And, like, you just don't... Because you shouldn't be playing into the Aji two at any point, you know. It's like those are just for double skulls. That's what those rerolls are for. The rest of the stuff you've got the built-in rerolls, or you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> okay, you shouldn't be doing it.
0: You're a, a super, you're one of those super one-dimensional teams, like you said, mm-hmm. and you've got to play to their strengths if you're going to win, don't you? And that's not the strengths are not the Aji yeah, two.
1: <laughs> it's strength
0: like, the strength.
1: <laughs> it's like a negative mindset to go like, oh, when I lose the ball, I'm going to want to dodge the blitzra, so I need a reroll for that. And it's like just. Don't plan for that. Start plan, plan for good. And if that happens, then so be it, you know. Yeah. No,
0: I think I fully agree. Like I said, we'll, we'll talk about the general tactics in a bit. But I think that sort of rounds up the four players. Yeah. As you can see, we've gone through them all, listeners. There is no Agility 3 anywhere there. The only team in Blood Bowl. And it just makes you cry, doesn't it? <laughs> <sighs> but it's also why you play them. It's all good fun. Fun, maybe?
1: <laughs> Depends who you ask. I think so. I do. I really do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and like you said, it's so it's so fun and heroic when they actually do do stuff. Yeah. It's kind of worth it. Right.
1: The other thing uh, worth noticing is uh sure hands agi two is a better pickup than flat agi three. Just <laughs> you always remember that
0: off the bat. But then obviously most of the agi three players can then get sure hands. But yeah, yeah. or just and, start
1: with it like orcs and dwarves and stuff. Like they say, oh, we don't have an agi flair, but they they do. Yeah, they do.
0: <laughs> and, and and you can use you know uh,
1: you, most of them can have got role. that.
0: Yeah, but they're good against war dancers. So. <laughs> Often, you know, the, the strip ball ones. <laughs> anyway, silver lining. You've got to find the silver lining with the Kenbury, haven't do.
3: you? Yeah.
0: Right, let's talk about the stars. So uh, we've got yeah, a good list of stars here. They haven't really updated them hugely yet. They've got um, a couple of updates from the Undead spike. And, and hopefully they'll get their own spike and have some cool stars at some point. Yeah. But there are some, some fun legacy stars that we're talking about anyway. So uh, first off the bat, and we did have a quick chat about him on the Undead podcast that still hasn't come out, but we did. Uh, sin- 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 Sin-ed bad. Synedbad. <laughs> bad. Basically Sinbad oh, yeah, yeah.
1: What, what a mistake here.
0: <laughs> he's just, he, he looks like a bit of fun. He's movement six. He's strength three, agility two, armor seven. So what's that? Like a throw-raw stat build?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. He's
0: got Loner. He's got Block. Uh, yep. Jump up, pass block, regeneration, uh, secret weapon, that's a bit, you know, uh,
1: <laughs> sidestep and stab. But he is only 80k,
0: so he is pretty cheap
1: for what he does. He is. I mean, yeah, you, you're paying for, like, a good skeleton, really. Uh, it's the secret weapon. I don't get it. Like, what, what other star has to be punished with secret weapon for having stabbed? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, with, with the fact he's got a block, you're just going to, you will not stab anyway. Yeah, you it's got very to, rarely going to be the right option you just use him i mean sidestep's good as well obviously it's hard to get rid of him and jump up means he might do the, the jump up stab if he really wants but i think secret weapon especially because so many teams can just like two-turn Camry if they get the ball off them and stuff he's gone too quick and i mean maybe for 80k there's nothing else you can get i suppose but I just don't see I don't That's I don't see the thing. If he, if he didn't
0: have secret weapon and was like hundred and twenty
1: K. Yeah, he'd probably he'd probably get better. some use then, yeah.
0: Yeah. And we were talking about him on the undead one and how you might take him more and maybe you're right, because on Cambry they're so slow. Like you said, people can just two turn you anyway, so like yeah. like having having a and Cinderbad, Cindbad, whatever the fuck his name is. He he probably just doesn't fit on the team so well. Um, no. it's quite cool though, like a...
1: Automatically, he's he's funny. His his little fumble sprite has him with like a sword as well for his stab, which is why it's a secret weapon. It's not like a hidden knife or anything. He's just got a big old scimitar. Just
0: running in with his cutlass, cut his
1: head off. So that's yes, he's he's funny, but I mean, I think I've used him once, and I don't think it inspired me to ever use him again. And I I think I've only ever seen him at a tournament once. And I don't think the guy won any games because he spent like 100... And, no, it was like 80k of his... Like, I think it was only like an 1100 tournament. He spent 80k on Sin and Bad. And that didn't go well for him. No, it did not. Um,
0: they've got... Uh, so the next player, they've got a, a decent Chainsaw star. He's called Hack, Hack and Slash. Hack and uh, Slash. Same stats as Sin and Movement 6, Rank 3, Agility 2, armor 7. It's a bit of a theme. Um, he's a loner, Chainsaw, Reject. Yeah, um, secret weapon and sidestep. And sidestep on a chainsaw player is really good. He's is. 120k, so he's he's on the sort of upper level, 120 under 30 is about the upper for a chainsaw. So he's got yeah. cheap, but yeah.
1: I don't I don't think there's really too much uh, like unexpected about him. as a chainsaw player, and there's games where you want a chainsaw player. You know, you see war dancers that have got all the skills under the sun. You get a chainsaw player, and <laughs> you go over, and you go, "Oh, I need a four up." There he goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, the, and actually, side is awesome because if they come yeah. in and try and block him and they fuck it up, then he can just go yeah, yeah, where he can, wants to go.
1: Yeah, you can't push him clear. He just has all the usual risks a Chainsaw does, obviously. If he gets knocked over, he's probably gone. Um, he's a secret weapon. Uh, he's obviously always going to roll one and fail the loner when you try to re it on his first uh, blitz. You yeah. know that. That's how they work.
0: And he has got, I, I think it's probably worth saying, he has got armor seven, which is like yeah. most Chainsaws the worst, are armor
1: yeah. eight. So yeah, it's... He's probably going to die. But yeah,
0: if you want a chainsaw, he, he's probably a decent chainsaw, isn't he? He's I think he's, nice nice, but he's, he's
1: new, and it's just nice to have the option, because it's, like most teams can get a chainsaw. And sometimes you want it, sometimes it's fun. It's just a cool thing. It's nice that they've been given one, you know? Yeah. It's nice to have one.
0: Yeah, well, actually, I was going to say, in the next dude we might as well talk about him in the same breath, because he's only 10k more, and he's like the new undead chainsaw. And uh, he's pretty pretty similar, to be honest. He's a bit slower, so he's movement 5 Strength 3, Agility 2, but he has got Armour 8. Bryce the Slice. The slice. Uh, he's Chainsaw, Regen, secret Weapons, so all the same. And then he's got Stand Firm and Thick Skull. So he's got skills there that are similar. He's pro- he is probably a bit better. I think if you had, mm-hmm. you're had, you going to take a Chainsaw, you definitely have a decision because of the movement and sidestep versus the slower movement, but likely to keep him on the pitch. He's yeah. still got Stand Firm. So.
1: Armour 8, Thick Skull will help a lot. More than you'd expect. And uh, Stand Firm is going to do the exact same job as sidestep, I guess. You know, if somebody doesn't get you over, then you're just going to stay beside them. Sidestep. But sidestep's probably a little cooler because you could, in theory, get pushed in and choose to step into, like, a different guy who you want to chainsaw next turn, but...
0: It makes um, you think about whether yeah. they actually want to hit you. you yeah. go, oh, shit, he's going to just dive in next to my bullcarrel. So, something
1: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but armor eight and fixed skull is great. It's 10k more. I'd probably go for the slice over... Price! The, the slice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, the newer stars, like we've spoken on the podcast before, uh, tend to have a slightly more useful skill package than the older ones. Like that's the sort of direction that games watch of the game. So it's not surprising. Next, we've got—I love this name. I love the old school. Like uh, some people hate them, but I think the sort of you know, like kind of almost like limerick uh, uh, names—they've got humorous. Car pal <laughs> He's quite funny, isn't he? He's humorous. Mm. Uh, he's movement. He's this uh, catcher that we've been uh, alluding to earlier on. Movement seven, strength two. He's got agility three. Oh my god, agility three on a Camry team. Amazing. and armor seven, and he has got catch, dodge, regen, and nerves of steel for 130k. All quite useful catching skills,
1: really they are i mean so obviously you'd be given the option to pick it up with the the Frora and then actually pass to him because he's got catch agi free um but you'd be tempted more often just to actually pick it up with him in the first place just do the three up and, and run yeah. yeah like uh so catch and pass is cool because it can come off and it might it might really catch someone by surprise because they'd never expect you to try it but it's still such long as i just pick it up on agi free and enjoy having a dodge agi free player you know just make a break for the or you could, you and could he's pick quite it up. fast
0: as well. Movement seven.
1: You could pick it up with the floor run. You know, do your normal cage up the pitch, and then on the turn where you want to score, hand off. So he's going to get the re-rollable free up, and then just go. He's got dodge movement seven. You know. Yeah,
0: and for 130k, he's definitely a player you could fit in a tournament on one point two. Like would that even take stuff off your team? Like why I think,
1: not? I do think he's a tour- He's a tournament star and not a league star, though, unless you really care about your win rate. Because obviously his job <laughs> is to get touchdowns. And yeah. the last thing you want in the league is to give star players touchdowns. So yeah. I think it's it's a tournament player, and you know if you, if you want to try it, I'd say you'd probably enjoy it more than you think. <laughs> it's quite good.
0: Yeah, it is the speed as well.
1: Movement seven yeah. is super cool. Even then, just as like assists and stuff, having someone who can actually reliably get seven squares, even maybe like through a tackle zone and stuff, is a new. It's like a new way to play that the opponent now has to think about.
0: Yeah, especially the oldies. who played loads of camera and then you just chuck this curve in. <laughs> um he goes with the next player in theory, um Ithaca Ben Benwan. Ben Yeah, Benouin,
1: yeah. Ben-1. Uh he's
0: uh yeah, he's he plays for the Dark Side Cowboys actually, if you if you know your
1: fluff. I do um, and he he died in uh like, back. Oh, isn't it yeah and so yeah, he then, comes back as a Camry by accident he's still pretty good so he isn't. and he
0: play, he's in the team like if you look at the current fluff of the Dark star Cowboys he is in the team if they yeah. one,
1: then so. he's the really weird star player so I think he's the only one that has a combo like not that he can play for only Camry and Dark Elves yeah I don't true. think there's any other player that's got two like polar opposite teams like that yeah <laughs> and,
0: and it's because
1: he's a dead it. Dark Elf
0: <laughs> and yeah he's basically like a shitter elf he's like movement 7 strength 3 agility 3 because he's now undead because he's dead Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, An armor seven. Uh, he's got so he's a passer, he's got loner, he's got accurate dump off, so like a runner. He, yeah, um, he's nerves of steel, pass, regen, and sure hands. So, yeah. all pretty good skills. To he's quite expensive 220k, so he's not, you know, he's, he's probably yeah. not underpriced, but he's not ridiculous.
1: He's he's again probably a tournament star because he scores and. You know, you don't really want that in your league. I like him because it's very unique that a player could... You can only play for two teams, and on one of them, he's a complete waste of money. You need your head checked out if you pick him up. Why on earth the Dark Elf team would play <laughs> 220k for a bad runner? Yeah. There's no, absolutely no reason. But no then reason on the On the Camry team, he's an absolute ace because he's got all these reliable edgy free skills, and he's really fast. It's like, just give us... Agie free. <laughs>
0: yeah, if he just—I'm looking for his skills now. If he just had dodge, I think yeah, that would make a huge difference. But yeah, like because you can actually pass it relatively reliably for every team. But again, <laughs> the problem is you have to take like humorous because yeah. no one else is going to fucking catch it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think honest. it's like what you said—the um, you know—the newer ones tend to have slightly just more realistic skill sets. Like humorous has dodge. Which is great because even on AG3, you know, you're gonna roll a one or a two sometime, and then you can't reroll because he's a loner. So the the guy with dodge is the better choice, and he's the newer one. But lower wise, uh, Benoian, however, is probably one of my favourite ever players. Just that stupid team combination he can play for. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think he is pretty cool. Right, let's come on to these two players. We talked about them on the Undead one, and I think you've uh, probably got, you've got quite strong opinions, Thank you? Chris? Oh, he's
1: a, oh, a big fan of this man.
0: It's Setek uh, versus Ivan, the Animal Death Shroud. So they've yeah. both got the same stats. They're both Strength 6. Uh, sorry, move, they'd be amazing if they were Strength 6. Strength 6, yeah. Uh, movement 6, Strength 4, Agility 2, Armor 8. Setek um, is then Block, Break Tackle, Juggernaut, Wejen and Strip for 220k. Mm-hmm. Ivan is Block, so the same. Disturbing Presence, Juggernaut, the same. Regeneration, the same. Still got Strip ball, but then also Tackle for 230k. Now, you've got opinions about which one's the best, don't you?
1: Yeah, so one of my favourite things I ever did was at one of the Bromley Bowl tournaments, they gave us, I think, 1250 starting TV, which is huge. And they allowed old and new stars. And I took the two of them. I took took Setek and Ivan. And that was fantastic. I had a great day. Like, two and four blitzes loaded with skills was just amazing. But I think um, Setek is better. And it'll be a shame if he gets phased out, because... I feel like with the new one, they just missed that break tackle was his key skill. That was the best thing he had. You're playing this, so mobile. Yeah, you're playing this team where your big issue is, as soon as somebody's marked, they're out until you block that guy off. You can't dodge. And Ivan's the same. If somebody puts a zombie on Ivan, he has to hit that. He's not. He can't go anywhere. Whereas Satek could. He had a two-up to move. And it's a strength four player moving on a two-up that gave you just so many options, like just a lot of freedom that you couldn't get otherwise. And... Although tackle is good on Ivan, tackle's always gonna come in, you're gonna knock an elf over with it or something, that's great. But you can just give a regular blitzer tackle if you yeah. need it that badly. Break tackle is just four. everything. On stream <laughs> four, it's everything. And uh, playing with Ivan you miss it a lot because he'll he'll just get tied up now and you're like, Oh, I've got two hundred and thirty K sitting having a face off with a zombie and Satek never got in that situation. He would just he's out.
0: He's is good to go. And it's yeah. interesting, we talked a little bit on a previous podcast about, so we talked about Carla and Zara because yeah. clearly Games Workshop are doing this and it's probably IP related and changing stuff related but clearly Ivan is supposed to be the new Setec.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: that's like what they've done but and I, just, I still find it weird and I winch about this in every podcast and listeners will get bored about the fact that they've done this I just can't, I mean and I know you'd be upset because he'd have lost Break Tackle I just yeah. kind of feel like they should have just re-released Setek and changed the stats if they really wanted to That yeah. doing the two stars is it just gives people <laughs> dickheads like you at tournaments the yeah.
1: can't to take both of them because Setek Setek is my like core player like anytime I take Camry to a tournament the roster's built around fitting Setek in it you know he's I mean, because I think as well, if you add up all the stuff he has off of the base Camry Blitzra, right, he's undercosted. He's, yeah, he's really He's it. really yeah. undercosted. Yeah. And he's got all the skills you need juggernaut, strip ball, and break tackle. He goes and he gets that ball off people, it's fantastic. And even when you're not doing that with him, it's strength four, which you're adding on to all the strength five. It's just horrific to try and deal with. I'm
0: a, I imagine he must have been awesome with the double strength four and the full strength five. Like, yeah. Fucking it, around was, with people.
1: it was great. That was just, you couldn't move that roster. Like that would they just put them in a line in the middle and it's like, no one, no one could go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah. I Yeah. I love both these guys. I think they're super cool. Uh, we'll move I on think, to, sorry. Karamek, yeah. I, I think like, I know the, I think even the Nafgan like phase out the old one when there's a clear replacement, which Ivan is for Satek, And I just kind of wish they wouldn't because, uh, Having both as an option for Kemry is great. You might want one more than the other. And Undead, like, they probably want Ivan more because they've got guys that can dodge. They don't need to break tackle. But these other skills like tackling the and presence are good. But Kemry do need break tackle. I don't know. I think both should stay because that difference of break tackle and no break tackle actually makes them really distinctly different players. Yeah. Even though everything else is supposed to be the same.
0: And and I like at the moment the NAF. It's interesting. We'll see where they go. At the moment, they, you've got the choice. So if you're a tournament yeah. organizer and you want to not allow SETEC, you can, like the NAF, allow that,
1: um, which I but... won't be doing. <laughs> <laughs> In glass bowl, yeah. Is okay. that going to happen this year? Then? Nah, no, nah, not this year. Well, but well, maybe year not. Though. Not this. Not at the current date, anyway. Going to see what we yeah, can do. It's going to be. Yeah, I
0: mean, I'm going to try and do my London tournaments. I've already said on a couple of podcasts. I'm just pushing back. It's actually looking like we might be able to do Borek Bowl in late July, early August. It's, it's possible. So we'll see how it all pans out. Um, but yeah, like I always allow all the stars because I think it's more fun to give the choice. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the NAF do keep allowing the choice because I think it's, it's fair. It's, like you said, we don't want to piss all over the vets and people who play the game for years. And Games Workshop themselves are actively trying to not do that. And I think yeah. it's it's good if we keep keep along that line. Um, cool. Let's move on to, again, this dude is pretty cool. He's had a few iterations. He's been, he's been around for fucking years. Uh, Ram at the third. Um, we'll go for his stats first and we'll chat about him. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a, Team Guardian kind of on crack, but he's lost a few things he used to have and you know, good and bad stuff about him. He's movement five, so he's fast. Strength six, so he's fucking strong. Agility one, he gives a fuck. Uh, armor value nine, he doesn't have decay. Great. Uh, he's got break tackle on, on strength six. It's awesome. Mighty blow, awesome. That's what you want on your Guardian. Uh, regeneration, as you'd expect. And then good and bad, he's got wrestle, and you kind of like, I want to hitch it. Why has he not got block? And it, and then I think the problem for him is that he's 360K. And I'll go into a little bit more about that while. But yeah, rant it. what do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, so like the other Undead teams, so he's the replacement Morgan Thorg, who you can't get. You get this instead. And I mean, for the cost, you just never see him. That's really the problem. There's, I mean, when, are you, when the Camry especially get a 380K inducements,
0: 360,
1: yeah. A 360, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I've used it. He's fun. Obviously, the the break tackle, the whole thing I just on about is great. I mean, yeah. you can't, You got this strength six player that can just decide to come stand next to you. I mean, he can even go through a tackle zone into another one on a two up because he's, oh actually, six, five, functionally. Uh, and, he does have his role as the the last ditch cage breaker with wrestle because he can just go in on a four up.
0: Yeah, like I said, wrestle is good because wrestle you can bring people down. I just like to with the mighty blow it doesn't quite marry. Like you don't
1: that. even need like, you don't even need anyone else to be free to like cover the cage. You know, normally if you go in with a strength free player, you got to mark the two others so you can get your one dice, and if they've got guards, you can't get your one dice. But he's gonna go in, and I mean, against the agi two ball carriers and stuff, he's gonna get three dice. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> just gonna he's got wrestle, so he's just gonna go. But um, yeah, I'd probably prefer if he had block, and then he would have I more mean, role in the. Like I said,
0: I've looked at one point two builds um, where you can effectively take him as the fourth um, guardian him potentially. Guardian, yeah. Like you can fit him with three, but like you said, you, you probably couldn't do that with a setup or Ivan or both, and they're probably yeah. a better choice. I think that's that's one of the problems. But he's, he's not. You could do that. Um, yeah, he's one a of the, massive
1: pain. For the other team, (laughs) absolutely. With the
0: strength six, one of the big problems, Lewis, and we spoke about this on this unreleased, undead podcast. I'll keep referring to, um, but so it's worth talking about again now. Is um, have you seen much about Bob Bifford?
1: No, no, I haven't seen him. I haven't said the the August.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's it's worth chatting about it. Then, so Bob, and it'd be good to get your thoughts on it. Bob Bifford is essentially a new Morganthorpe. Kind of thing, and we'll go through his stats in a minute. And we talked about it on another podcast, so we'll go through it. He is, um, but the key thing about him is that he is available to any team, so he is also mm-hmm. available to Kemri. He's 380k, so he's only 20k more than Ranta, and this is why I think it's a problem for a big problem for Ranta. Uh, he's movement five, the same strength two, uh, sorry, <laughs> she shit, strength six, so he's the same agility two, so he's a bit better. But you know much and much as armor value 10 so already you're looking at the stats he's better for 20k and then his stats are block break tackle juggernaut mighty blow multi-block throw teammate and thick skull so when you're looking at that level of stats for 20k more and you can i think he's a legendary star technically golden era star but technically but 20k more, you, you take him over Ramster every time because yeah. he's, just, he's just better. And, and even,
1: <laughs> even just by being Bob Bifford, he's more interesting to have. You know, that's yeah. a cool guy. <laughs> Who cares he's about so Ram cool, it?
0: <laughs> You read his stats about how, uh, his like, fluff about how he beat the shit out of a young Ford before coming yeah. in. And, and, you know, I, th- I think that's the inherent problem. And, and obviously not all tournaments allow legendary stars, but most of them are now. I think Bob will see him more and more tournaments because actually at 380k, he is affordable. And you can yeah. see him bringing something to a Kenry team by like yeah. taking him over a garden. Like, I think he's, he's got really good stats.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a, a poor Ramtut situation. You already don't really see him. And I think, yeah, you're right. Bob would probably phase him out completely then, unless someone really, really likes wrestle. <laughs> he
0: loves the wrestle. I mean, and that's the problem with Ramtut, again, talking about the newer stars versus the older stars. Even keeping those stats, he just needs to be, if he was like 300k, you'd be like, okay, yeah, 300k for those stats. And you wouldn't even think he was underpriced. Yeah. Like, and he, like, if he was sort of 260, 280, you think, oh, he's a bit cheap, but 300k, you'd be like, yeah, okay, but he's like 360, and you're like, oh, this is expensive, yeah. man. I mean, the count isn't a lot more than him, the count is obscene. Yeah. So, um, can you take the counting, Kemri? He's not included, you can in sample. no, you can can't you? Yeah,
1: no, no, you can't, no, you can't, I'm oh, sorry, no, no, Camry hate vampires, dude,
0: <laughs> fair enough, sorry, yeah, I, I I misspoke, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you compare him to the count for the stats, because the count's like. Three ninety, I think he is three ninety. Uh, yeah, he? and he's I just don't know. See, He's strength five, agility four. So it's
1: just a poor Ramto it's just a bit. Oh, Wrestle is just the, the other problem with it is if you want to use him as a roadblock, which is strength six, you do. Uh, there's always going to be like occasionally someone's just going to throw a lineman and do the two dice uphill, and if and one down. of those if one of those results is both down, then down we go because uh, you know if he had block, he'd stay up. But now even if an unskilled lineman hits him both down, takes me down, and. There goes my big roadblock. He took himself to the floor. Yeah, looking at
0: his stats now, I just I think he should be 300k and probably have block. And he has, yeah. it, and so I can't remember his full stats. And Martin went through it in the undead one, and will I will release that podcast. I promise. Uh, but it's a shame I can't refer to it properly because the listeners can't listen to it. But he used to have block, and he used to have some other bits, and they changed it, changed it up. So yeah, but he's cool. Well, it's all, he?
1: all before my time. <laughs> I only know this iteration. <laughs> Fair enough, yes.
0: but he is cool. And that, um, I think that brings a, an end to the list of stars I've got, List. Um, I think we'll take a, a quick break here um, and uh, we'll come back and talk about tactics.
1: Oh, can okay. we be a five-minute segment? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Talk Nuffle podcast, where we're talking Kenry. Um And I'll just apologise again, I, I, I assume none of you understood any of the last uh, half an hour so we're talking, because we've got Lewis the Scots, on to talk, haven't we? Hi Lewis again.
1: Is that my defining feature? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Basically, there's nothing that sets you apart other than um, okay. so, Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> and the fact that you're weird enough to want to play Kemry. <laughs>
2: those regularly. are the two things regularly
0: yeah you fucking massive masochist right so Kenbury tactics I mean you know I'll, I'll kick it off before we uh before we bring you in I mean one of the ma- your main advantages is your your team guardians isn't it that's what you need to maximize and, and push people towards awesome them and use them to tie people up because that's that unusual amount of strength five is amazing even if they're blockless <laughs> which is a yeah. problem isn't it
1: the, the only thing that ever really goes wrong for them is their block list. So you get that, you know, so two dice blocks still, one and nine. But having four of them means that you should be taking three dice blocks, you know, off the bat and setting those up anywhere you can as well to even minimize that. And that's I mean,
0: similar to the undead, actually, isn't it? You want to do that with mummies. So that's yeah. quite a similar tactic. Yeah, you've got you,
1: four, so you can, Because you <laughs> have four, though, it's really easy. Yeah, and you, you you can be forgiven sometimes with, like, aggressive positions on them as well because... Uh, even if the other guy wants to come and get a two-day on the most teams are committing three or four players, and you can kind of just go, "Well, that's okay." <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, let's and let's you know, let's address the, the straight up, and that's what the guardians bring to you. The sort of common misconception about Kembry is, and what you know, new players probably think they look at the roster and they go, "Fuck me, loads of strength." Like, you know, I'm going to put those up. I'm going to beat the shit out of people. Uh, Kembry are not really a bash team, are they? They are what I would call control team so you don't you don't actually have any way and we'll talk about a bit more about the the fouling and stuff but they don't really have a way to dish out any pain they can't actually hurt anyone no and your linemen are squishy they're going to die uh so you're not really going to outnumber people um so you've got to use that strength to really control the space don't you
1: yeah control is probably the best way to describe it you need to know the spaces you want to be in the spaces they can get to and how to be in the way. But it's not as simple as just basing everyone. Because like I said, Armour 7 Skeletons and Armour 7 throwers as well. If you get in a big straight up bash fight with the Orcs, they'll win. They're all Armour 9. You know, you'll go down flares. And I mean, even like Elves, someone who can dodge around the Tomb Guardians and they start kicking the Skeletons, they can quickly build a numbers advantage. And that's the last thing you want. The two things you want is are a numbers advantage and space. But you don't start Mighty Blow. You don't start block. You don't start tackle. Uh, so you, you don't start down on, player.
0: So you can't rely on that at all, really. So the numbers
1: when removal is not guaranteed, it's just space is the only thing you can guarantee. And that's what you have to do. You have to put the Tomb Guardians in places where they have to commit too many players for it to be worth it. And just move up that way. This is all you can do.
0: I mean, in a way, kind of way, think of Kemri like a bit like dwarves in, in that if anything goes wrong, you're fucked <laughs> because yeah. you're too slow to compensate <laughs> yeah. it. But differently to dwarves, it's quite likely to go wrong because you haven't got block everywhere.
1: It is, yeah. I mean, recovery is and terrible ball handling. <laughs> yeah, recovery is the biggest problem. As soon as the as soon as you drop that ball, the odds of you ever getting it back up are incredibly slim. And if they steal it, catch it, and get away, the odds of you stopping that defensive touchdown are nearly none because. Once you lose the space, once your players get marked or screened, you have no way out or through. You're just there. And then you're just playing against yourself. You've put yourself in this place, got screened into it, and then lost the ball. And that's you. You're there for the rest of the half until they decide to score. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And that's one of the things, isn't it? And we'll talk a little bit in a, in a moment about the sort of 2-1 grind that's probably your, your most effective strategy, about making people score quickly, probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean you got to play a really tight game don't you? and I've seen you play Cameron, and it's quite funny because you can play them in a more fun manner but if you play them effectively, you've got to just not take unnecessary risks especially with the low rerolls. Like you've got to don't GFI, yeah. don't throw blocks, you've got to control the space and make people throw them at you and fuck it up
1: don't throw blocks is the really interesting one because i think if somebody plays Camry for the first time that is their number one desire base every tomb guardian and throw four blocks every turn and blitz with the blitzes every turn and you know they want to be they think because you're playing for removals it's always the thing people think of oh, first you gotta play for removals but if you're sitting taking you know four blocks for the tomb guardians every time which are a one in nine to fail you know you're giving yourself two maybe three turns before you should fuck it up and that's not enough, because you need eight, because you've got to score in turn eight. You've got to take eight turns and not mess anything up. So just standing the Tomb Guardians is usually good. Yeah, and and don't, same, don't throw the block. Like, that's just the same as a
0: mummy sometimes. I mean, mummies have got Mighty Blow off the bat. So once, we'll talk about how to skill them up, where Mighty Blow is a really good option, because you want to do yeah. that damage, but often just standing it and exerting that strength five pressure. Is great, um, but also uh, another thing to talk about before we go and talk about the sort of two-one grind and how to do that because that's probably the, the biggest arsenal of actually winning a game. I know winning a game shocking,
3: <laughs> but, shouldn't be done. But,
0: but often, you know, some opponents are absolutely convinced, and I've talked to um, i talked to Gritter at length and uh, Dan as well about this, and Guns actually about um, you know those Joe Mangies, those Gegsters, those power gamers that we have in the game are convinced that you know statistically four pluses people just don't do people don't try that shit but the kenry that's a thing that you can do and if you throw that in you know it's only 75 percent chance for the reroll if you really need mm-hmm. to do it and people will play around expecting oh i've marked that blocker that sorry that right he's not going to do it but that's a weapon isn't it you've got to choose your moment, and a four plus dodge is some, sometimes something that will win you the game
1: yeah, it is. I mean, when your base actions all begin at four plus, and they're the only team that exists like that, like you said, every <laughs> other team has options that are better. But when all your base actions begin at four plus, you do a kind of eventually get to the point where you just realize, oh, I'm going to do it. And then it works. And you go, OK. And obviously, half the time it doesn't work. <laughs> but if you're at the point where you were considering it, you were in a situation that wasn't working anyway. So why not take the 50% chance that it's going to work? And like you said, if you have a team reroll, it's even better. It's 75% chance, and you can completely change it. And people are blind to it a lot. Like you said, They'll just leave a, a zombie marking the blitz rat, random square. They didn't think about which square they wanted to base on. They just put them next to him and said, that's him stuck. And you just go, okay, I wrote a four. Uh, I blitz that guy. My ball's free. There you go.
0: You've done that against me a frustrating number of times. <laughs> to say it's been really annoying, and it happens more than you think,
3: doesn't it? It's
0: like, That's
1: the thing, isn't it? Like people just write because so many people when they're playing are used to two up, three up being the normal rules, and anything above that is the big risky play. They write it off too quickly, and obviously not everyone. Some people are good at Blood Bowl, and they do have contingency plans. But who are these maybe, people? Luke? I know. I mean, ridiculous. You don't want to meet them. But, um, <laughs> But a lot of people, especially first time against Camry and stuff, will just be like, "I wouldn't do a four up dodge, so it won't work." And then it does, and the whole defense falls apart on the back of a four up. And that's just what you got to do, is Camry, because your life is four up. Just getting the ball off the floor—that's a four up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just a normal, standard blood ball. Let's try and play them. No, fuck that ball. It's a four plus. Oh my god! And you can't—you know—you can't just not do it. You've got to fucking yeah. go for it.
1: You've got to. You've got to be careful. Obviously, you'll, you'll lose very quickly if you try all the dodges or if you start doing them for fun. Or, you know, you, you go, I'm going to do a pass to the tomb Guardian. That probably won't work very often. But you need to find the balance of just saying, this is my team and we do four ups. <laughs> I've, I've got to go for this one. So I've got to stop pretending that there's other options. So I think mean, when you play Kemri, you start to find that balance of when a four up really is worth it and when it isn't. And if you can find it before the opponent does, then they'll leave you the opportunity and then when it works, you'll feel like a genius.
0: Yes, <laughs> you'll feel like an absolute blood bowl maverick, you know, kind of Shostakovich type player. It'll be
1: amazing. I find um, co- confidence helps. If you, if you move your blitzer out of the tackle zone and the guy goes, that's a dodge, you have to like smirk and go, I know, and just drop the dice. Then it'll be a six. If, if, you, if you get scared about it, if you go, oh, I don't know, I don't, that's the one.
0: Because you can, re- can reveal a- it. Almost do it before your opponent realises, yeah, I'm just going to dodge there. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you to, cool. And to I'm to down over here. And they're like, they're believe, exploding. <laughs> um, yeah, Lewis, we've applied it. We've had a little chat about it. But it's, let's say to up front, if you actually want to win the game, and I know that you've won Kenry games with uh, multiple touchdowns, it's possible. But really, realistically, if you want to win the game, you've got one solid option in you, and that's the sort of infamous bash grindy. 2-1 yeah. grind isn't it that's, yeah. that's what you've got
1: available to you I mean I played the, the DBL last season and in the eight league games and actually one of the playoff games I never won by more than one touchdown it was either 1-0 or 2-1 yeah
0: that's
1: that's all you can do and that's
0: and, and it's worth saying you know you, you kind of would it's nice to stop them but as Kenbury it's almost better to play for the assuming your opponent's going to score because you're so slow and yeah. you haven't got tackle um, but it's actually how quickly can you make them score so that you can mm-hmm. score twice?
1: Yeah. The, the only time you'd ever get uh, big results is Kenmy like a 2-0, 3-0. It Is removals. If that yeah, actually if does come in and you end up like 11 on 4, then you can really pressure his offense and steal the ball and go score. But if you are even playing like 11 v 8, like even a mild advantage, it's still go for
0: 2-1. So you're hoping against most opponents to make them, probably make them score in one or two turns? Yeah. So that, yeah. so that you can then grind in one over six seven turns, and then another in your eight turn
3: drive. Aren't
1: you? Yeah. So six six seven is like obviously good. I'd say four is the last point where it's comfortable. If you can get them to the score, <laughs> if you can get them to score on turn five, so you've got turns five to eight. That's you still movement six. It's relatively comfortable to go up the pitch in four turns. But every one after that becomes an amazing increase in difficulty. Obviously, impossible that seven and eight really and then at some point you've got to make
0: that decision haven't you where you're going to expose yourself too much where you're like fuck it i'm going to draw this game like it? yeah and that's a real decision you're like because oh, i'm going to expose my ball carrier too much and they can just score again
1: if the opponent goes first so they receive the kick and then score on turn eight you so i have to concede that this is going for one each now that's your result yeah. you're that's going for you turn do. 16 one each because yeah. The odds of you getting it up in two or three turns and then having five turns to not only stall their defence, sack the ball somehow, pick it up and get in for 2-1 is... I mean, you're in just in silly odds and you're much more likely to concede a 2-0. Now, I've done it at tournaments because it's not a league and I'm already maybe only playing for the draw anyway, so I might as well go for a win because if you draw the first game in a tournament, you're probably not going to win it anyway, especially like a three-game one. But it never works, I'll tell you that. It never works. <laughs> <laughs> and you end up losing like 2 or 3-0 because you're rushing these like floras doing two GFIs to get them closer to the end zone. and It just
0: doesn't work. That's it's not, not what
1: they're so
3: built
1: for. In a league, I'll just my big recommendation. If somebody scores into you, turn eight for 1-0. You play for one each. Don't delude yourself with the 2-1 the dream. Unless somehow you're up like 11 players to three, maybe then you can, you yeah. can go. <laughs> if you've really removed them. Yeah.
0: Um, so... Uh, Good question then, uh, Lewis. What do you reckon, kick or receive first if you get the choice?
1: I would receive because, first off, for the line of scrimmage, you want to get four or three-dice blocks and see what removals you get there. You know, uh, That sets the tempo. And you want to score turn eight, so you have your one, and then you're playing for the win from that point onwards, uh, win or draw. If you, if you defend and then have a bad start, you know the Tomb Guardians get caught, and they score on turn eight, then you can only ever play for the draw.
0: That's oh, interesting because I'll throw it back at you and I often argue with my uh, guests anyway because, you know, it's a bit yeah, of fun, but why isn't why not? <laughs> That's why I was warming up in the football chat earlier on, just arguing. But because I, <laughs> I would suggest maybe in that case then kicking is better. And the reason for that is because uh, if you kick, uh, and it, it does depend, so I caveat that with obviously if you're playing claw, mighty blows, super bash teams that you think are going to remove you, then you want to receive to kill them. But if you're playing other sorts of teams, if you kick then you're kind of forcing your opponent to make that choice. And if they score early and you've got the choice, the chance to then equalise, that's great. But if they don't, then you, you're controlling the game. You then know that in the second half you're going to draw. And yeah. you can control that. Whereas if you receive the ball and you're just grinding out your, your sort of turn eight, you have less control over the second half. But that's just yeah. kind of how I see the game. I don't, I don't think necessarily either is completely wrong. That's just I think, yeah. my approach
1: to the game. You've got the pros and cons to both. I mean, I've probably picked both options many, many times in the games. I just don't like uh, when you're on defence straight away. You don't put the Tomb Guardians on line of scrimmage. I knew that in theory, and in a friendly, the the DVL South conference, I put the Tomb Guardians on the line of scrimmage because it was resurrection. And I was like, how bad does me, it go? That, yeah, Lewis? yeah. <laughs> I was like, how bad does it go? I mean, I know in theory it's bad, but I've never done it. And then you killed like two of them on the line, and then like one was on the floor, and I was like, oh, it was that bad. You don't want to do that. Yeah. So your other option is three skeletons. But if you put three skeletons on the line, you can, I mean, realistically be on eight players without any crazy dice because they are on seven, you know. But also realistically,
0: Lewis, that's going to happen whenever you defend.
1: Oh, um, yeah. but you and, you're, to... and
0: you're hopefully playing with, you know, obviously not, maybe not game one, but you're hopefully playing with maybe a 14-man roster at least. That's what you're aiming yeah. for. So it kind of doesn't matter. You're still going to have those players because yeah. you've got a deep enough bench. So yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's just how how I kind of see it. I'd prefer to so I think and and, and that's why Caveat, you come back in a minute, but is that I like to control the game a bit later on and think about where I'm going with it. And you like to with Kemry because it's because it's so scary, like getting yeah. one yeah. you just wanna get that one touchdown in the bag with the players you've got
1: and I then think move into second
0: half and see how it goes.
1: Just personal preference, a personal place there, really like I wanna control the the tempo from the get go, you know, I wanna get the ball, I wanna maybe try and get removals from the line of scrimmage. And then if I get the touchdown, I know that, okay, the game is relatively secure. At least that you're makes drawing. makes me happier. <laughs> At least you're like, drawing, yeah. Then I'm comfortable. But I can see, I mean, obviously I've done defense with them first ton of times as well. And yeah, it also works. It works the way you said, you know, you can try force the turn two score and then, you know, you're playing for the win or, you know, you could stop the score. That's always an option. We do see that, you know, you're going for 2-1, but you can sometimes stop it if you just get in the way enough. And then you can play for the win in the second half. It's just... I mean, a lot of Blood Bowl is personal preference. Some people, yeah, two sure. people can two people can play the same strategy, and it makes one happy and the other, you know, hates it.
0: And that's the important thing is that you've got to enjoy it, and you've got to find a way to enjoy playing with Kenry. So it's not, and that's why I'd say to the listeners really is it's not when we talked about the Dark Elves. There's one way to be stupidly effective, and there's uh, one the Dark there's, Elves
1: take defense. That's,
0: that's, well, yeah, but yeah, exactly. They always they always um kick first, but and yeah. you but you can also choose things that are fun with the Dark Elves because they're a flexible team for that and you can still win games. With Kemri, you've kind of got to choose the effective ways, but also you're probably not going to win loads of games. You have to choose the ways that make you happy because you're not picking them to just win games. You're picking them because they're a team you want to play, aren't they?
1: Defensive start, I favour more against actually the other bash teams because like, if it's like Dwarf or Orc, I don't really care about my first three blocks because you know they probably result in nothing. I mean, they're more likely to result in me rolling double both down and losing my turn than removing a Dwarf. But like Elves and stuff, I like to just hit them. And even though they like playing defense, if you get lucky with the hits, you can kind of dictate the game a lot better than if they get the ball early, kill your skeletons and just run around you. But...
0: Hmm. Well, since you choose to... Do the offence first, uh, Lewis. Let's have a quick chat about the old Kimry offence. Um, you know, in my experience, opponents will often try to sort of railroad road you towards the sideline. They'll try to push you one side or the other if you're in that kind of slow team. Uh, yeah. You know, let, letting you advance a tiny bit and then try and halt you and stop you from moving. Yeah. Um, and that's when they try and pounce on the cage, isn't it? I mean, I've often found with this kind of offence that you tend to do a sort of zigzag formation. So you might push one side, and then actually move quite laterally or even back towards the centre, and then push the other side each time trying to zigzag a little bit further up the pitch quite slowly. Is that fair, sort of, uh, how you would do an offence?
1: It is. I mean, I think in the ideal situation you do, you take the middle. You don't want to go to the side, because the worst thing they can trap you in is like an L with, you know, like a screen in front of you, and then also guys to the side, because then you do have no option but to go backwards, because you can't dodge through, and you can only blitz one person. And because you're so slow, when you start going backwards, the the sheer amount of time that that can take, and then you might not get forward on your next attempt, that's the touchdown over. So they will try and push you to the side. I think you kind of want to, like, have the Tomb Guardians go up, like, two on the left of the middle and two on the right of the middle and try and make space to then move, like, the normal dudes into the middle. And then when you're finally going for the touchdown, you have the option to run left or right but as long as you can stay centre... As close to the middle as you can. <laughs> it's probably the best place to be because your options are so limited anyway. Don't limit them anymore by taking one direction out of the equation. As soon as you try and do a
0: run up the side, they'll just, most other teams are so fast. We're moving yeah. six or seven. They'll just run around the front and just stop you, won't they?
1: That's the thing. What normally works for other teams is if they do a big diagonal run, they can get far enough up that no one can get round and cover the front. You don't have that luxury. You're never going to be the fast team. So you'll run up the side and they'll get, you know, two guys dead in front, two guys in front slightly to the right, and then everyone else in a big lane down the side of you, and you'll go, there's nowhere to go.
0: And what do you think about the the sort of way you cage up? Because I've often found with Kemri, they're not quite the same as the T three teams in the traditional X cage. You know, if they blitz the corner away and they've got a man on your ball carrier, you're a bit then because you've got to blitz yeah. them off you. So you want to yeah. have a bit of a looser screen,
3: don't you?
1: Yeah, so I mean, if Kemri do the traditional like five-point cage, they're, like you said, they can blitz a corner and then cover the ball carrier, which means he needs to be blitzed three. But the other thing they can just do is also just mark the other corners because then you can't move that cage. You can move one guy out of it and you've got to find four more Camry from somewhere to make it. So I like to like use the Tomb Guardians to like cover the space like in front or to the side and then have the guy with the ball in there and then just loosely have people around them so that it's a big gauntlet of tackle zones for anyone to run through to get to them. And any one person get marked or blitz doesn't take that away. Um, and that's really all you can do. Because if you, if you put everyone just in a five-point cage and then – they say it gets marked up, it's over as well. Your offense has died there as well, unless yeah, you, you get really lucky with the removals. Yeah. You've, so, got a, you've got to
0: have a leaser screen, really, don't you? It, it does. Sort
1: of... And you've got the unique problem that other teams don't have as well. Like sometimes their cage and their ball carrier does get marked up and they go, I can't go anywhere with this, and they pass it out to someone else who makes a run. You don't have that. Your guy with the ball is the guy with the ball, and That's he's going to get to the touchdown line. So if you ever let him get marked, or other people supposed to guard him get marked, then your offense is dead. So it needs to be more like a net of players kind of around them,
0: Rather than yeah. yeah, okay. No, and the, to,
1: the, the, the Tomb Guardians at the fronts and the sides is because it's incredibly unlikely that they'll ever push players through there, you know? So you kind of force them to come round the side and go for the skeletons at the back. But that's a lot of movement, and not many teams can really do it. And it or would leave through, their middle more exposed. Middle.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you want them to come through the middle then, and you yeah. can kind of put some other
1: way. You, you almost want to push so hard up the middle that their team like splits to the left and right of you and tries to come around the back, but leaves, finally leaves the middle, which again is this great place you want to be. You want to be going up the middle.
0: Oh, interesting. And um, yeah, I mean, like, and let's not be around the bush. People often whinge and complain about stalling or you know all this kind of shit but kenry you are fucking scoring on turn eight no matter what you're advancing yeah. steadily you're, you're being patient cause as much fucking damage as you can but don't let leave the ball open and, and uh, just just suck it up just be heartless like if your opponents yeah i don't give a fuck i'm scoring on turn eight you can do whatever the fuck you want and i'm going to kill you as much as i can whilst doing it
1: you have to. I mean, I hate that stalling is part of the game, personally. But like, when you're actually trying to play the game, you think about strategy. Of course, stalling is part of the game. There is no benefit in most situations to scoring quickly. None at all. You do it because you have to. If you ever do it, but other teams can kind of get away with it. Like you can be being cheeky as Wood Elves. You know, I'm going to score early, and then I'm going to leap his cage from a strip ball dancer and try to get a second or something. If you score early with Camry, you're just saying like, hey, I, I don't want to win. <laughs> it's yeah. just, you no, you, no, chance. You don't score fast defensive touchdowns. It doesn't happen.
0: And that's key. And there'll be some. I know this is going to go out to the uh, Underworld Union lads from the DBL, who are you know a lot of them are new players and some. And actually, I think a Camry guy did really well, and this most we did, yeah. did really well. So I'm not saying at all that Underworld Union guys don't know how to play bubble. A lot of them know loads, but some people listening in, Underworld Union, also newer players who want to play Camry, um, don't let. Don't get sucked into it. It's all good fun to play in the pub and people are going to rip you, particularly in the DBL, but Kemri are a team you need to grind out an eight-turn touchdown. A hundred percent. Don't let people go, oh, just score, mate. Why are you not scoring? Fucking stick to your guns. It's fun for you. You need to score in eight okay. turns. Do it. And- <laughs> There's no, no beating around the bush.
1: When we first started the Dope Bowl, we used to have uh, this online league. In our Discord, we had a role that you got given. If you ever stalled, you just said, dirty, filthy, staller. It made your name pink, so everybody <laughs> knew that you did it. Um, but we, it was because everyone was new at that point, and we were trying to have fun. But then, like, as everyone got better at the game, we sort of phased it out because everyone realised, no, but you have to do this because this is the game. Absolutely. And especially when... So
0: Like people yeah. hate The reason people hate towards and can canry fall into it, but a bit less because they're not as effective?
1: Because they people, should. <laughs>
0: well, people hate towards because... They lose if they play, you know, a way that people would expect and they win really fucking effectively if they play that stalling, annoying, controlling space yeah. style. And it, and it's so one dimensional. That's why people dislike it. And it's kind of yeah. similar with Cambridge, just not quite as effective, but it's no. a similar sort of approach. Um, and let's uh, let's talk Lewis, quickly about the defense before we... Uh, before we move on and we're going to talk about leagues and tournaments and stuff um, but yeah we we kind of started to discuss the controlling spaces and, and all that sort of thing but you've got to like you said it comes down to the team guardians and how you use these fuckers doesn't it and yeah. we talked a bit about how lewis and i played the south uh, league final and um uh, lewis decided to put all of his team guardians on the line and um listeners i had a claw mighty blow block i don't think he had dodge at that no point. he didn't know he got dodge in the next game didn't he we had four mighty blow block yeti uh, i've also got remember um in norse there's a, and we're going to talk about norse in the future podcast they've got two strength four alts i had a bit of guard a bit of mighty blow also and, um, dauntless
1: guys. and i don't
0: think i'm trying to think of your guardians did they how much guard did you have on them i think that was one of the problems that you, you had maybe only you like had. two
1: I'm, I'm not a fan actually I have two. yeah we'll talk about that in a bit but
0: the problem for Lewis was because he'd set them up like that. And we'll talk about it. Because Lewis, you, I think you realised you made a mistake. Didn't
1: you? <laughs> I, said, I, said, I, said, I said as I was doing it, it was a mistake. But uh, I mean, the context is to be this was a resurrection game. Absolutely. And it had no bearing on uh, actual playoffs either. It was just like, uh, it was for the South Trophy between the two of us. So I said, I'm going to do something I don't normally do because I'm worried it's bad to see how bad it really is. <laughs> and, and it was really, really bad. Yeah, so, but,
0: oh, and that's the thing, to, to win sometimes the game. you just want to know. Yeah, absolutely. But but to win the game with the Guardians, you need to be able to choose where they go, don't you? Because in this situation on defence, you chose to put them all on the line which yep. meant that as the attacker, I could choose how to knock them down and isolate them effectively, which is what yep. I did really effectively. Um, well, and, two um that survived the lane.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Well, <laughs> you call
0: my, I think I call mighty blowed and fouled them, didn't I? That's I did yeah. it. And it was effective. It was great. Uh, but what you want to do with your guardians of defense often is in the second line of defense. So you use, the, mm-hmm. you use that thick skull on your skelly. So hopefully yeah, yeah. they might die, but they, they hold the front line. And then your team guardians have the second line because what that allows you to do is to not ram them in necessarily but it controls the space where you want them to go like you can then move them to where you need them to be in the defense doesn't
1: it yeah so there's there's some this is the general advice I'm just to say there's some outlying games where if you've got good guard and you've got some removals and they may maybe like elves or someone with no high strength for chlorine from that there is some uses for guardians on the line just to immediately make them a problem but in general it should be three skeletons up there. And the Guardians are this second... Maybe even sometimes like with some skeletons in front of them so they can't just get marked by somebody running down. Even on the four these, of them, it's going
0: to be hard for them to mark. Yeah. You know, If they mark with four up, they're, yeah. they're pushing themselves out of position. Aren't they? Yeah. So even on the second line, it's, it's much yeah. better.
1: And then when they've finished their turn one and they've obviously put the ball wherever or shown you where they're going, then you start to put the Guardians in the most awkward positions.
0: Absolutely. And, and you know, like... Weak teams are going, to have, are going to struggle to get past them, aren't they? Like, and, and, if you, and, and, and one of the things I would say, actually, Lewis, and you've touched on it, putting them on the line might not be stupid. And one of the reasons for it is, is that against the weaker teams that are looking to try and score past you, in a weird kind of way, you can sucker them into it. Because if you put your guardians on the line, they're not going to be able to punch them like it, especially if they're on a claw mighty blow. But you want them to score quickly. So you're kind of allowing them to score quickly because your big players are up front. And then they're going to rush past you. And you have, a bit, you have a bit back so that you can put pressure on their receivers and stuff to make them score. But you're kind of making them do that because you've got your big players up front to punch them. But yeah. it's almost allowing them in behind you. Because you want them to score quickly, don't you? If you're going to win, they need to score quickly so that you yeah. can grind up.
1: One thing I've noticed, if you, can, if you get lucky enough or unfortunate enough, I guess, to get a guard on a skeleton... And if you've got two guard tomb guardians, you can almost put them right in the middle, the two tomb guardians, and then the skeleton in the middle of them. And elf teams will just ignore it because they know there's no way to two dice anything in that setup. It's all red dice. And they'll just build at the sides. But on the sides have your two other guardians and the blitzers and stuff. And they won't have any good run. They'll just blitz someone and see if maybe they kill it and then pick from there. And it can almost be like a whole turn of denial, just you didn't roll a dice yet. You just sat three guys with guard on the lane and went there you go. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, obviously and you've uh, got the eight other guys to cover all the gaps behind them, and it's just two of them are still strength five. It's like well, oh, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. that doesn't work if they have a big guy though, because he can still get two dice and they'll just kill everybody you put at the front. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's like the standard averages on on the dice, isn't it? That, that he will kill all of your guys and they'll do nothing. Yeah. Thing. That's just yeah. Kind of um, I think one last thing, Lewis, before we move on, and we, we, you know, if you've got a few more points to bring up, we can. Um, but in a weird kind of way, Kemri are one of those teams where you, if you can turn your opponent over, you almost don't want to score sometimes. You just want to, if you get the ball, just fucking keep it, and then you can score in your drive. And like not like a lot of teams are like, yeah, I'll fucking put it up there. But taking that risk as Kevry, as you pick it up on a ball, sometimes you only want to pick it up. Just flood it with guardians and go. Yeah, yeah. right, the ball's there. I'm gonna leave it there, and you're not gonna score, and then I will score in, t- in eight turns. And, yeah, and that's me winning the game.
1: Yeah, I mean obviously, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. If your flora catches a random ball six squares from the touchdown line, then go score a touchdown. <laughs> but yeah, like, chuck it in, yeah. Um yeah, if you can just pop it loose and you get it on someone and you think, oh, I could run six squares and two go for it this turn, and then next turn, and then next turn, and I score. And, but you wouldn't have any backup. No one else can go that fast, and it's just like, it, it's nil-nil. You're right. Just go put it in a cage and just hide and just wait till turn eight passes and then have your offense. You know, it's always better. It just don't take – I mean, that's the big one. Just don't take risks as Kenry because you can't afford it. Your general gameplay is a risk. Don't pile on more risks. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree and that's the thing isn't it so it's it's a weird kind of risk management but where actually everything you do is a risk so you've yeah. got to risk the least risky risk haven't you
1: the ideal Camry, well, I suppose the ideal blood bowl turn but your Camry ideally just have a turn where they roll one thing and it's a three day splits right and that's it that's the only thing they did in the whole turn everything else was just moving players yeah absolutely
0: Right, Lewis, I think that is, um, that is the tactics of the Camry. We fucking tossed about it for ages. There were loads of tactics to talk about. Unbelievable. I
1: mean, yeah, I guess, uh, strangely enough, despite being so one-dimensional as they are, it's really that makes it on the other side really hard to do anything well, so there has to be a lot of tactics. It's not like Dark Elves where you can be like, oh, the ball's here, so I do a two-up dodge, I go in and pick it up on a three, I do another two-up dodge, into a two-up pass, a two-up catch, and then the guy runs in and scores.
0: I mean, in a weird think- kind of way that, as a sort of closing comment, that's that's a good thing in a weird way for new players with Camry and they're quite simple. There's like there's yeah. the two-one grind tactic, and if you can learn to do that well, and even a shit player like yourself, Lewis, can do well with them. can't They, they? can, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You just you just walk the ball in, and that's it. And if it goes and, and and it's kind of fun in a way because if it goes wrong, you're like, well, I didn't roll a four plus. Well, I, I've <laughs> oh, done well, the
1: best I can. It. all the pressure is lifted off your shoulders. It's just ah. Uh... Well, it's
0: true. There is a lot of frustration
1: in the better teams
0: sometimes when you're like, what the fuck? I brought a double one. Like, this is outrageous. With a Camry, if yeah. you brought a double three, then you're in trouble. So that's <laughs> not a double one. Right, Lewis, let's take another quick break and we will come back and uh, discuss how to develop your league
1: teams. Ooh, that's the fun part. Yeah.
0: Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Talk Nuffle podcast where we're discussing Kemri with the one and only, the infamous Lewis. How are you, mate? I never had me. How's it going? And you've got a
1: naff name, your naff name. We haven't discussed it yet because you're really a naff person.
0: <laughs> Lewis Sham. What the f- Where did that come from?
1: That's just my name. Was, um, so I first went, uh, when I started doing online stuff, I just used Lewis M. Um, that's my name and in initial, right? And um, it was fine i did not think there was a problem with that but this is i mean nowadays i don't think there would be we're talking like you know uh, like 10 15 years ago so everyone used nicknames like online was anonymous everyone used nicknames and they're like you can't just be your name you can't just be your name so um i was like oh, well, cool what's the defining feature and people said that I was scottish so i mean you're way behind the boat on that one <laughs> that's be my defining <laughs> so i put in the h so it was like sean connery trying to say M. you know because you're welcome <laughs> that was that was the joke and once you have an online nickname you don't change it i mean, I mean most people can relate to that you'll have the same one you made in like 2000 that's just how it is so it never left and then i did move to london and found that there's a place called lewisham which is what most people here think i'm trying to reference i think i had no idea it existed <laughs> I absolutely no and there's a picture from like the first time i ever came to london uh, it was like 2014 or something and I was meeting a friend from America who came to London and he took a picture of me like getting on the bus to Lewisham. So it's like in the background behind me the, the number and it's Lewisham on the bus. I thought it was really funny. And then I actually moved to London and it's, it's not funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so for our American listeners to translate that, uh, Lewis is called Lewisham on the NAF. Yeah. That's it.
1: <laughs> and There is no super secret story. It's my name in a Sean Connery accent. Excellent, and and
0: Americans know Sean Connery. I think he's probably quite famous yeah. over there. So I've actually found aware. as
1: well a lot a lot of people, especially when his name online, maybe not enough, uh, won't believe it's actually my name. They think like if you do something that obvious, it can't be his name, right? What's this like, Lewis? What's your actual name? And I'm like, Lewis. No. No, that's, that's it. <laughs> well, my naff name, Loinster, is my last
0: name with stir on the end, like Gagster yeah. and there are a few others. Like yeah, so
3: that's, that's like a standard.
0: Anyway. I've got nothing to hide. I'm, I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. A lot of you. Right, we digress. Let's go into So you think, Lewis, there's, a, there's one way to build the Kevin. But I mean, I think, you know, one million gold for a starting league team, it's definitely not enough for everything you need. So you've got to make some, yeah. some tricky decisions to start yeah. off. Um, so, definitely, the one thrower I think is important. But I would, I would suggest there's a choice between um, how many Tomb Guardians you want to take. But I think you disagree.
1: Yeah, I do. So uh, one thing I'll put is, there's I played in a league that allowed 1,100 starts, and that's the dream, okay. right? If you can start at 1,100, is Kenry, That's your dream, and that's why it's a difficult decision at a thousand because 1,100 is where you want to be. You need kind of that much money. But I would always say four Tomb Guardians. I mean. Like I said earlier, the why you play the team. And losing one really hurts. Like, if, if you're if you going in a league and you get a miss next game to him and you play a game with three, you'll realise how much you loved having four. And like, <laughs> or if if you're playing a game and one gets KO'd and you've got to do a half without him, you're like, why am I down a guy? Because <laughs> like, you've only got four good players on the team. Well, four good players. The Blitzers are good. But you've got four in, like big players on the team. And if only one goes... The 75% strength. I don't think any other team suffers quite as bad from a player loss as Kenry do from Tomb Guardian. So it starts so, four.
0: So what's your starting roster then, Lewis? The yeah, so you, you, the, you get
1: the four, four Tomb Guardians, two Blitzers, uh, one thrower, and I'd say always do that. Some people start two, and I always buy a second one, but start one and then fill to 11 with skeletons and get two rerolls, and that's you. I think that's a thousand.
3: No, so.
0: Um, oh, can you not, get 12? I
1: think you can get 12 for skeletons. You can get
0: 12, yeah. yeah so. 12, 12, yeah. So you can get 12 players. So that, nice. that's interesting, yeah, roster. So you can, you, that's 14 Guardians, two blitz for Rars, one throw Ra, and then you would have four skeletons to the 12, basically, and two Rerolls. Yeah. Because you so will lose, gives, you well that, lose gives you that. Yeah, well, that dude on the bench for the kicking, the kicking the, the, fouls, person, the yeah. balls straight away is great. Yeah, but that's interesting. Because um, I'm looking at, um, for me, it's interesting that you bring up the blitz rails and how poor they are to the team and sort of plug that because I agree and I think in a weird kind of way, I, I do agree that, you know, the reason to play the Kemry is the Guardians and that's why four makes perfect sense. Um and you know, four strength five players is really nice, but three is still a lot more than everyone else out there. It is. And they are turnover magnets. Um and so it's interesting your choice of, of taking four but at least with two re rolls is is good. But I would advocate that there's a choice between four and three and three with three re-rolls. Um, and I'll explain why. And I know that you think that I'm going to use re-rolls for strength, uh, for agility too. And that's not the case at all. Um, and I'll explain, <laughs> you know, explain why that is. Um, I just think that, you know, having an extra block player with the 3 re-rolls is extremely nice. Like if you've got those two, you need those two rolls. I think we're agreed on that. Yeah.
3: Because yeah. there
0: is a choice, you know, one of the options, and I'll, I'll give that to you now, Lewis, is taking all four Tomb Guardians, but then you only have one blitz ra, one throw raw, five skeletons to eleven, and three rerolls. And that's nine nine hundred and seventy k So actually in a DBL setting, you're gonna get that extra blitz raw quite quickly.
1: With I think, the three rerolls. But I think it's ridiculous though, like <laughs> <laughs> one blitzer. I don't think I do I don't think you can justify that in <laughs> any set now.
0: That's fair. And, and, and I think we're definitely agreed on that. I think you definitely need those two blocking dudes. Um, so my choice, listeners, and, you know, it's... We'll disagree, Lewis, because I'm more than happy to disagree. And I've, I've taken Cambria in a quite a long league, and actually won the league, so, you know, up yours. Uh, but, <laughs> but it was an easier league than the DBL. Uh, and I got three, by the end, it was not that many games, but I had three block Guardians by the end, and we'll discuss how good that is later, because I roll lots of doubles, so that was awesome. But, yeah, my starting roster for that, and what I would advocate myself, is uh, just take the three Team Guardians for 300k, Two blitz Ras, one throw ra, six skeletons. Um, and that's uh, your, I'm trying to look at as it, 12 players. Uh, three re-rolls, and that's a 1,000k on the note. So you've got 12 players. You've got that, that extra player in the bank. Twelve you've players. You've only got the three yeah. tomb guardians, for sure. But you've still got the two blitz rars and the three re-rolls for when you yeah. do those. And for me, I'd agree, Lewis. They're not for picking up the ball. They're
1: for the fact that you're going to roll for hitting, one you yeah, You're going to roll those one and nines, yeah. Um, Uh, And I think that you
0: can play around the three Tomb Guardians cleverly with the two birds for us.
1: I think League Length might come into that then, because, for example, at the DBL, you could realistically play only nine games. And Mm. although they give you quite a big treasury, so you probably buy the fourth Tomb Guardian quite quickly, game three or something, you might never level up, which kind of sucks because you want them to. Having four straight away means you can straight away start trying to build the four of them, make them more reliable, that kind of thing. Um, if you're in like a really long league like you know you're going to go 20 games or something like that you could probably get away with buying three because you know you're going to get plenty of time with the fourth one when he does finally come the only thing about the the third re-roll is if the first game goes well and you get your 2-1 grind then the Flora gets leader and that's the third re-roll already basically yeah. for free which is what I do that's what leader on the frora is the first thing you need to get and I, that happened in this DBL season I got two in my first game and gave him leader and that was me now on 3 rerolls with four Tomb Guardians, whereas you would, in that same scenario, still be three Tomb Guardians because you can't afford them after one game.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and in that situation, we'll talk uh, specifically about the team develop- the player yeah. development in a sec. But specifically in that situation, my first buy would obviously be a block on the throw So I'd have three block players versus your yeah. two block players and yeah. you have- and, but still 3 rerolls, but less strength. So that's yeah. kind of looking at the teams. It depends how you play them, really. This I like another, having that reliability. Yeah,
1: it's another one of those cases like uh, personal preference, like what's your favourite way to play the team? I wouldn't say either one of those rosters is bad or worse, but worse or better than the other one. It's just which one are you most comfortable doing? And I'm going for the slightly riskier but cooler one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. But, you know, interestingly, we both advocate.
0: Um, so you, well, you've only got 11 players. I'd advocate trying to get that 12th um, and the reroll is kind of what my brings in. But you're playing around getting all those Guardians off the bat and having that strength to control yeah. the line. And then you start to build from there. And, that, and that's entirely fair enough. So those are, those are the two rosters we I
1: suggest. Both definitely work. And like I said, the longer a league goes, the more you'd see a return on the three Tomb Guardians that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but also in the DBL, and we've spoken before, you get so much money off the bat, and you don't have oh, yeah. to win. You don't have to win the early no. games. That's the weird thing about the DBL. So actually, you know, an extra reroll is 140k, and an extra guard, it's 100k. So yeah. off that, if you're looking at the first couple of games and you're like you know, we give a fuck, and you're just killing guys up, then that's definitely better because <laughs> it doesn't really matter yeah. But in the ECBBL. For sure, you have to make that choice because you have to win every game in ECB. It's quite a, comp- it's much more competitive style
1: of. Yeah. League, you could be it? like my ECBBL Dark Elf team, which hasn't rolled above two on winnings yet, and still hasn't replaced the Witch Elf you killed in game one. If that happened during the three Tomb Guardian build, you'd be completely stuffed because you'd never get in that fourth
0: one. My heart bleeds for you,
1: Lewis. because you're playing fucking Dark Elves. <laughs> that's why it isn't. Nuffle sees when you pick Dark Elves in the league, and he goes, "I oh, fuck with this guy." <laughs> so- <laughs> Absolutely. he doesn't do that to Camry players We you say reasons to play Camry. trust me Nuffles always on your side he, yeah, he has to be he appreciates
0: the ridiculousness nuffles has got a boner hasn't he that's for sure absolutely <laughs> right Lewis let's dive into how to skill your players up so we talked about the, a couple of different league builds you can build right let's go straight into the shitty skeleton lineman because you know you're not going to skill these up much more but you know I mean a, a smattering of block is not terrible um, that no. stabilises you a little bit. So it's Dirty <laughs> Player you're
1: going for, isn't it? The biggest, the biggest one is Dirty Player. Obviously, you don't spam it. It's the first skeleton. The first skeleton who labels up gets Dirty Player. And I actually advocate... If, if a skeleton pulls a random cast, like any Blood Bowl player carries on two SVP, start throwing him in the nominated MVPs for Dirty Player. It's just a more reliable removal tool. And, like, you can even trade... Like, if he stomps a big guy and only KO's it, that's completely fine, even if he gets sent off. Like who cares? That was 40k for a half or maybe more of them losing like 110k, and you're going to have more than 11 players, so 30 player immediately on a skeleton, I really, really like. I really advocate it. It's just, in theory, more mighty blow, except even better because with the assists on the foul, you can just basically, armor is skipped and you're a 9-up to put someone out of the game. <laughs> it's, or even KO is a 7-up, which is odds-on to happen, so
0: yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um, what do you think to wrestle on these dudes? Because, you know, with all your strength five guardians center around, you don't necessarily care if they're on the ground, do you?
1: No, you don't. Wrestle's just a bit of a risk against faster teams because if they come and then you wrestle each other down, they can get away next turn like, and you can't catch them because you're so slow. Yeah, And you kind of cripple yourself a bit there. But it's also incredibly frustrating if the opponent is trying to get through and they go for your weakest player and then you wrestle them down and that guy's on the floor and the squares are blocked and, you know, it's is valid uh, it tends to work better if you've got a lot of it though and you're unlikely to ever get that many skeleton skills you're probably just kind of one <laughs> guy well
0: that's the thing I mean and, and we talked about a little bit about perpetual leagues and we'll tip our hat to it if you're going to start getting second skills on these dudes I actually quite like and you know there's the option of cut and rebuy of course and that's why not with the skeleton but also um, mass fend is an option with these dudes same, same as yeah. peasants um, because they can stop people from hitting you on the rebound all those good skills
1: Fend on every kemri player is a pretty good late skill, except Tomb Guardians, is a pretty good late skill, because the last thing you want is to be based, and if you can just deny basing, then it's so good. Like, Definitely, I think block Fend on a skeleton is a really painful guy to deal with. Not in terms of all the Blood Bowl players in the world, but in terms of skeleton linemen, that is... <laughs> and you, on wouldn't, the team... you wouldn't expect them to be that annoying. Well, on this team as well, where you're trying to control the space,
0: it's just yep. another thing to Arsenal, where you're stopping people from moving through the yep. channels. Aren't you?
1: Uh, they're pretty good tackle, to be honest, as well, because you can't really get it on many other players. I like, Flores can take it, but they won't. Blitzers will probably take it, but... They also have strength to think about. If you're sitting there and you've got this guy and he's already got wrestle or something and he levels up again, throw tackle on. Not only is he a complete pain just in general, he's actually viable for hitting the ball if he ever gets the opportunity as well. Because Tomb Guardians don't get tackle, which is a massive problem, which we'll get to when we get to the Tomb Guardians. Unless they roll two doubles and they block tackle, that would be obscene. But do they get blocked, dodge in that scenario? (laughs) Or
0: jump up or leap or jump up skip. (laughs) Right, let's move on to the throw rars. I mean, they're your most likely, maybe your only ball carriers. Um, So straight off the bat, I'd sort of um, advocate maybe block and kick off return. Both
1: very good skills. So, for um, for start these guys will get your SPP. No one on the team will yeah, keep up with these guys SPP. on SPP. Every touchdown you get is going on these guys. And even if the other guys are getting CAS, you know, two touchdowns is three CAS. It's, it's easier to get it this way. Um, so I advocate leader on the first one. Like we said in the roster building, I'll always start two rerolls, but I do want the third one. I get one yeah. leader. And then your build, that
0: makes perfect sense, I agree, because yeah. you get three early yeah.
1: on. But the second one obviously doesn't get leader. As soon as he levels up, he gets block, which is right. I mean, they want block. Um, when the kemri frora gets hit, you're kind of doomed anyway. So I still, ca- <laughs> I still carry it on the leader one, and the block one is essentially a third blitzer, because he's still movement six as well, and now he has block, and you can use them like that. So you skill one as the ball carrier. He gets kickoff return after leader and stuff. And the other one just starts scaling as a second blitzer. An blister. extra blitz, right? yeah. A no, third even. Yeah,
3: that
1: and makes
0: sense.
1: And in an Eternal League, so I've, I've got an Eternal League where I had a, a Camry 4, I just went forever. And he ended up uh, movement 8, because he rolled double movement up, uh, block, fend, dodge. And that is probably the most ideal one ever. He can't be knocked over. He's got fend, so if you do hit pushes, he'll be fine. And he was movement 8. It was... Probably the most ridiculous player I've ever seen on a Kenry team.
3: <laughs> yeah, so um,
1: Pray for that if you can, but in general, one gets skills like block, tackle, whatever. The other one gets, I'd say, leader, kickoff, return. And you're just accepting that if they ever get through the cage and actually hit him and he doesn't have block or anything like that, that's your fault for letting him get hit because you shouldn't have put him in that situation.
0: <laughs> well, I think we'd advocate stats on these guys are fucking amazing. Oh, absolutely. And Every, one of the best ones is agility. Yeah. Oh, my so, God, the Holy Grail.
1: Yeah, every stat on these guys is a blessing. Like I said, Movement 8 made it hilarious. Cause I actually got Movement 8, I started using that one like a blitzer because people don't expect someone that can actually come 10 squares so fast, and hit the ball. Yeah. Like, on the team, they would miss it every time. And, um, also, agility. Cause, uh, agility.
0: I mean, one of the things, Liz, we should say at this point is that this is one of the only teams where rain actually almost auto loses you the yep. game because it's a 5+. Yep. It's just obscene. So, five, uh, agility yep. just
1: takes away that. Five plus, even with the reroll, is such silly odds. And then it becomes even like, if it starts to get a mess, like you sack the ball, but it lands in the tackle zone, a six up to go and get it, it's impossible. Like, yeah. at the game, you can't you can't play normally at all. So obviously, ag three means the rain factor is gone, and it also just means in general, this guy can now actually semi-relax. Like he can dodge like most other players. He can pick up the ball almost a hundred percent of the time with ag three sure hands. Like, he's. He transforms the team. Yeah, he becomes a really good player that you can safely build the team around. So if these guys first level up as agi and you even think about anything else, you even consider the idea that you give them any other skill, I would just put your Camry team in the bin and play something else because you're put not you getting down. it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting point, though, So, because st- obviously strength is really good on these guys. If They're strength four yep. ball, ball carrier. Yep. Also, dodge on doubles is equally amazing. Like a blodge ball carrier does transform as well. So you've got a choice there, haven't you, between the strength yep. six and the...
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously I've made it. So I've made Blodge ones before and they're fantastic, just as every Blodge player is. And even then, if they are marked and you desperately need to move them, it's now four up re-rollable. It's like picking up the ball. It's not that bad. You can do it. <laughs> um, so dodge is great on doubles. If you on a 12, I'd probably still advocate strength because just having strength four means he's going to get blocked a lot less. Or you could just not make him the ball carrier anymore. Give him block strength four. You've got Satek, you know, just running there. So Absolutely. all stat-ups are fantastic. I probably wouldn't take plus armour value. I don't know if we need to say that one on the podcast. No, there's, there's <laughs> not a lot of
0: choices. I mean, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? In a perpetual league, maybe, when you're looking at specific builds... But are he Rochelle could just be movement
1: for seven instead. <laughs> or eight or nine. Yeah, no, it's yeah. true.
0: And even if you keep rolling it, it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things in Blood Bowl where the armour value is, yeah. is never reached. Nah. I mean, it'd be interesting to look at it statistically about whether it's actually better. Well, the you know, bump like on the and stuff like
1: that, it could be the, good. The most impact statistically on an armor value bump is from seven to eight. Like, the odds of breaking change the most with that bump. So, you could make it more reliable. But it just comes back to armor eight or not. Why is your ball carrier on a Camry team getting hit? Who cares but no, but if he's stunned or injured? Like, So, that's
0: the point. I mean, if if he's already, say, like a blodge agility three, yeah, for example, then you, you can think and you're like, it. Does he need to be faster? He would be better if he was faster, but would it be statistically better? Whereas if he does yeah. get hit, you know he's statistically going to stay on the pitch. There's there's like arguments to look at it, but I love movement in Bowl. I yeah. love being able to actually do some movement, and Henry can't
3: do that, so it's, yeah. it's great to get.
1: Yeah, armor value is the only way we're looking at on like a dream player late in his career, but the other three stats I'd say pick up as soon as they roll, and if you don't get lucky, build another blitzer or a guy who's got leader and kickoff return and other handy skills that'll get you through the, the touchdowns
0: what do you reckon to uh ever going for something like accurate on a throw rod to make him a little bit
1: better at um passing? so i've done it but only because in that same team i got a doubles on a throw rod and gave him catch and we tried our best to actually do the the passing game what you know that An happens. unfair amount of the time, I'd say, because he, he then does long passes on the four-up re-rollable, but not long, uh, quick, short, the second range once. <laughs> yeah. Short, yeah. short passes on a four-up, uh, and the other guy catches on a re-rollable four-up, which is actually odds-on to succeed, so, you know, it's fine. But then you realise that you've just moved the ball five squares and it wasn't all that impressive. You could have and just, it, like, run out of It cost you, like, <laughs> 50k worth of skills. <laughs> yeah. The, the only other I mean time... that's the thing
0: the throw rars are never going to be throwing you've no. got to skill them to run they should so, be run yeah. rars the run rars
1: what you can do if you really want to commit if you roll doubles on them for skill give them strong arm and then give them accurate and then you actually have three up passes interesting yeah. but you've really committed at that point and I don't see why you would you could probably just play an elf team and you'd enjoy yourself a lot more <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that's I think that's a key takeaway for any new players listening to this sort of Kemri shit show that we're trying to bring out here uh but if you're using a throw raw, he's not a thrower he's a no he's, he's a, a run <laughs> he's a run raw. so you want to look at the skills and make runners better so that's your block and dodge and your and things like that i mean even like dump off and stuff is not if, terrible because you can run it in and dump off to other people yeah.
1: if yeah. you're really into stupid skills which some of us are i am Uh, hail mary pass is an option and they've got pass so it now becomes a two up re-rollable to just you pick it up and you sit in your own touchdown line and when they finally come and threaten you have a whole bunch of skeletons run up to the top and then just re-rollable two up up there and you know it should land somewhere where you've got the four up to get it next turn (laughs) 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 throw it just see what happens and uh, that can be quite frustrating because the other team is like well do I go up and chase all the people that are making this big net the ball might land in or do I, do I go and try to get it the up? ball. Yeah. But like, as soon as it becomes too dangerous, you know he's just got a re-rollable two up to get it up there and it's probably going to make it. You'll just be left like, well, shit.
0: And you can be like elves with a re-rollable two up. And be a yeah, cunt. that's yeah,
1: it. I think it might be the only way your team can get a re-rollable two up. <laughs> <laughs> think about that.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. Right, let's move on to one of my favourite players. The Blitz Riles. I mean, Blitz in my uh, opinion, these guys have to hit like a train because g- the Tomb Guardians aren't going to hurt anything. No. So other than your skellys, they're your best removal piece,
3: aren't
1: they? Yeah. So Mighty Blow is up there. Almost almost always the first one at 6 SVP. I think, Mighty Blow. Um, maybe tempted on the second one to start tackle just because you're not going to get it anywhere else. and yep, Especially as the league so. goes on, everyone else is going to get Dodge, So you need some tackle. Yeah. Um, but then the tackle one, if he gets to 16, he gets mighty blow because you need it.
0: They should both have mighty tackle, shouldn't they? And yeah. actually, the, the old school, and we often play with the old school, the standard old school piling on where, and, and some of the new yeah. listeners will have done some of the... The GWL is a bit confusing where you may, have to, may not have to use a reroll. The old school piling on for everybody is just you put your opponent, your player prone, and that allows you to reroll the armor or the injury, basically, and... You don't have to use a re-roll, and that's the piling on we're talking about. But yeah, on a on a it is and the, the DBL for the first time this season actually let in what we call the old school piling on, which is what most people use now. Um, and it's it, it makes Camry a lot better because yeah. I, I often have a in that league we've talked about Lewis. I had a blitz raw with who went mighty blow piling on tackles straight away, and he fucking killed yeah. the world. It's really good.
1: I think all you would do is maybe change the order between the two blitzes. Like I said, like one starts mighty blow, one starts tackle. But then next skill, the mighty blow gets tackle, the tackle gets mighty blow. And if you can keep going, throw on, pile on. This is obviously all without doubles, which kind of opens up maybe the bludge discussion. But uh, they're honestly best just trying to get people off the pitch. Yeah,
0: I, and- I almost don't even think that's a decision because you've got those four team guardians. You, 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 it is a decision. It's a, something to, to consider. I just wouldn't do it.
1: Blodgers are just always blodgers. If you can't knock someone over, they're a good player.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but these guys just need to hit like a train. Like, that's how I see them. So, because there is also a a debate you could take guard because it gives you a more mobile guard piece, which is good. But but I think with all that strength five, I just think these guys need to hit. I'm not the
1: biggest fan of guard on Camry just because when you take it, there's a lot of situations for a game where you realize that you never even used it. Like, because they're so strong and you got the assists anyway. Like there was never a point where guard was what was needed. Most of the time if you look at a situation and you can't get a two dice with your normal guys, you just got with the Tomb Guardian hits first, he gets two dice marked up by everybody anyway, he doesn't care. And then Absolutely. that frees up him as an assist anyway, and then he gets so guard on the, the blitz as I wouldn't. Not bef- well, maybe late, but not before tackle mighty roll piling on. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and like I said, these blitzers just need to hit like a train. I use, I had one guy who was feared in uh, my league that I played that just had that mighty blow piling on and then tackle. I think he might have got guard later, but just he just killed the world because that piling on re- is one of those teams that really improves. Yeah, um, the same as actually um, Norse. It really improves. Yeah. It It helps humans. It helps those teams that don't have claw but are traditional removal yeah. teams. Just That's why it was such a shame.
1: Yeah, it's such a shame that Games Workshop decided out of all the skills piling on had to be nerfed because the teams without claw access, it's, they really, really, really need it. And when you made it worse, like, why? Why did you just hurt teams that were already not that good? I know, and it just, I would fully agree.
0: I, I just think, I think it's the skill that these guys need. So I think we're agreed, mate. They, they need to kill shit, the blitz Ras, And like you said, they could become secondary ball carriers. So I've, I've rolled an agility up on a Blitzrare before. And then yeah. actually, in a weird kind of way, and we'll talk, we've will talk. we talked already about how the um, throw ras get block and all that sort of thing. In a weird kind of way, he could then become your ball carrier straight away. Yeah. He's got agility three, he's got block a, already. I'm going to use my throw to get their block.
1: He's the fastest guy on the team.
0: Exactly. And and agility I'd take, strength I'd take, he becomes a set Like, there's, yeah. there's he's, loads he's of ways one. to do that.
1: There's another one that stats are just great pickups as well. Movement seven's fine, agility three's great, strength four is fantastic, like you want your stats on them as well. But
0: you do have to think about the length of your league, because I would seriously consider, you know, if you're in a shorter league, like the DBL, where you've got to do DBL DBL's yeah. a weird one because you've got eight games to screw your team up, but actually from game nine you've got to win. Like you have yeah. to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you've got a blitz raw where it's like, oh I rolled a strength, strength's great, but do I need to kill shit? Maybe I do. Like you've got to consider where your team's going. Yeah. If you've not got mighty blow across the Team Guardians, I'd always say Strength 4 and a Blitzfire so is really good, but you've got to think about that sort of problem. Yeah, it's it's, it's always it. yeah,
1: what length of league are you in or what you're against. I mean, you could be in a division that doesn't have any elves, and you go, well, sack, tackle, I want Strength 4. That'll annoy the Dwarfs more or something like that. But, yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Right, let's move on to the uh, meat. And people have been complaining. I've been talking about meat and two veg in every single Blood Bowl team. Um, but I say the team Garners are probably the meat of the, the Cavalier bubble team. Yeah, um, yeah. The four strength five dudes. I mean, I'd say off the bat, Lewis, I'd always go for mighty blow first, probably.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, before mighty blow, they're just not going to do what they're supposed to do. And that's the problem. Uh, you know, they're up there. They're getting all these hits. They're getting all these dice and no one's going off the pitch. You gotta get mighty blow, then that will start happening, and that unlocks the other skills as well because then they start getting SPP. A lot of people like will get to sex and take guard, and you'll find that that Guardian will stay there forever on sex SPP because all he has is guard, and the one you with mighty blow shit. will just race ahead. Like, yeah, and, and Actually, I'd
0: say taking guard. You know, maybe one of them, or later on, is really good to get those three dice blocks. Yep. But Mighty Blow is a straight-off-the-bat yep. skill that I'd consider on all of them. So
1: I think in the DBL, I only ended up with Guard on only two of them. And I would say that's fine because I said, you don't even use it as much as you think you would. You quite often just have the natural strength advantage, and you'll get, get bad just fine with that. In a tournament, like, don't ever take it. It's a complete bait. <laughs> you don't want the Guard, Tomb Guardian. They want Mighty Blow. And Break Tackle as well maybe after Mighty blow, is really, really good. Guard, it's interesting, like,
0: I've used Protector before. It does look really handy for the 2-plus dodging, but you honestly don't use it as much as you think you would. I you put it on one,
1: one To be a bit guardian. more mobile, yeah? So then he can he can hold more of the... Like, of all the Tomb Guardians, he'll always be the furthest back. And if they do pull something off and they do get the breakaway, I want this one guy who's... I mean, because he doesn't need backup. He's strength five. I just need this one guy that can get out and go pressure a ball, like maybe go two dice a ball carrier or something on a two-up. And he has the four-up cage break ability which is always, you know, sometimes you just want to roll the dice on a last-ditch attempt. It's nice to have the option. But I wouldn't spam it. I wouldn't go, like, mighty blow break tackle on all of them. That would be the wrong decision. Yeah,
0: not like Lizerman, where you want break tackle on the yeah, forest yeah. quite early on.
1: Yeah, Because half the time, you even want to move them. Whatever position they're in, where they're marked, that's the right position. That's what they do.
0: <laughs> and as we know, four-plus into a cage. Four-pluses are what the Cambri love. They love four-pluses. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, like why not go is for it? it? I think if it's a tight cage, it's still five, isn't it? Because, oh, no, no, and you'll count as Agi five. Strength, but it is he's a four. Five, yeah, it is a four, four yeah. yeah. So it's even better than when Elves try it. <laughs> and um, that's why Ramter's awesome, because he's on a yeah, three. He's, he's ranked six. No, because you can't get, because there's three tackle zones, it doesn't matter. He'll always be minus three on the roll. So it comes to four, no matter what. Although, like, it's, it's weird. Basically, uh, agility can't work beyond five because of the way they work out the rules. It's very stupid. Okay. There's no Agility 6 rolls in Blood Bowl. So when a Strength 6 player uses Break Tackle, he functions as 5. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, i would I, I looked at that before. You, yeah. you are making so it, perfect sense. It's why
1: Agility 5 plus Accurate actually rolls a better pass than Agility 6. Because yeah, <laughs> he okay. gets a plus 1. Because he gets that
0: plus 1. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. And, and that's why we often talk about taking plus Agility again on an elf is often not... Yeah. You, only, you,
1: really stop, at you stop, yeah, at stop at 5. You stop at 5. you stop at 5. That makes sense. But yeah, four, um, up, four up into a cage is just a funny thing to have available that the opponent actually quite often as well won't even defend against. They'll be like, that won't happen. And then it does. It does. And
0: they just <laughs> cue dice him pretty easily and just punch him down. Uh, and even better if, uh, as we know, Lewis, block, double on yeah. a Tomb Guardian. But block rail, is the
1: dream. Uh, is every, every single Tomb Guardian level up, you're crossing your fingers for a double because you want block. Even more than Mighty Blow, because then that adds consistency, which is better than removals. <laughs> like, you won, yeah, for so. sure. and uh, that was my big problem in the dbl i got one i think i, I think i got eight tomb guardian level ups now one double which probably is statistically fine or whatever i don't know but to only get one block was like uh, i want you want two or more and yeah block is the dream and then a the second double is tackle which is more the dream because the lack of tackle on the team is a pain and yeah they want doubles it's they don't really want stats. None of the stats are interesting for them. I would say a path. Oh, so
0: on two guardians. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: sure. Yeah. None of them are interesting. Uh, if you roll, uh, I mean, you, you're already essentially a mummy with plus movement. You don't need movement five. You'd be fine. And you don't need strength is cool, but you don't need it, and it's a double. You need block more than you need strength six. And agility is pointless. Why would you want to be agility too? Like it's, <laughs> it's you're irrelevant. You're not adding anything there.
0: <laughs> no, exactly, Mendo. Um, but yeah, the 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 block team guardian is amazing. And as I said Lewis, at the start of this podcast, I played in this league where I got three block team guardians. And it was just obscene. Like I played Yogi in the final. He had he had some pretty skilled up vampires for some good shit, but those three strength team yeah. guardians. And all the, so that league was the sort of hard six early Angel League. And everyone was saying Camry were okay because of that. And I was like, well, of course they are. They've got Three, yeah, blocks, got five guys. three like, consistent block ridiculous. big guys.
1: Um, and yeah, I won that. But yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, unsurprisingly. I got an interesting, um, if you were going to spam doubles, so this was an undead mummy. It was one of Heather's teams, but um, it got three doubles in a row and she went block, dodge, sidestep. And I would love that on a Tomb Guardian as well, because then it was just the worst roadblock in the whole world. If you could somehow get two dice on the strength five, you needed POWs. And if you only got pushes, he would just still be based. Or oh, he could put himself in a worse position for you. It made it so that you would never, ever hit this thing. And even if you had to, it never worked. <laughs> That's probably... So they obviously have the benefit of starting with Mighty Blow, which you'd be missing if you were a Tomb Guardian. But... Triple doubles, block those sidestep, makes See. one of the funniest things you can put on a blood bowl pitch.
0: It was like my blodging uh, claw, mighty blow Yeti, that was yeah. just
1: like so fucking. If uh, you can get a chain of doubles on them, you can make some really really funny pieces that your opponents will tear their hair out over. And some
0: some tournaments do multi You can only take doubles and stuff yeah. like that, which can yeah. be quite funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, to finally sort of close off on the team development side and the league side of uh, talking about the Canberra, you know, like. As your team develops, and we're you know, talking about into perpetual leagues as well as normal, normal leagues, you want to really cause that fear in your opponent, getting the dirty player, yeah. getting the mighty blow, stuff that's going to kill the shit. That's why I've been yeah. talking about piling on. You want to kill Yeah, shit. you do. Like, that's, that's what it is. It? Everything you want to get they the do. removals.
1: Yeah, everything they do just becomes easier if you've got a player advantage. And there are skills that make that easier. Those are the ones you take. You want dead people on the other team. And
0: people are going to play differently. Like you don't, I find you don't mark up mummies because they've got mighty blow. People yep. are not going to want to mark yep. up. People don't care about guardians. They're like strength five. Like if I mark them up with a dwarf or an orc or something, yeah, fine. They're going to knock me down, but I'll just stand up and mark them again. But once they get mighty blow and stuff that causes that fear element,
1: yep. they become
0: much, much better, don't they?
1: Absolutely. They're a weird team because they don't go perpetually, I don't think. I think when you get to the really high team values, the, the other bash teams are better because they've got mutations and probably better positionals. And, I mean, and yeah, Claw
0: Mighty Blow kills them. Yeah, Claw Mighty
1: Blow you can't play against really. So like a Chaos team that has like a Claw Mighty Blow minnow or even like Bloodthirsters or stuff, Yetis, stuff like other Multi- big guys. I mean, some of, the, some
0: of the 2000 TV Chaos teams have multiple. They have three or four yeah. players with Claw Mighty Blow. Yeah. What
1: are you can do? Yeah, it'll rip you apart. But they do do really well developed off of a thousand a bit like up to like 1400 sort of level when everyone's got a good few removal skills your opponent won't have too much and they're really i think that's really like their sweet spot not right at the start and not in the end but there's a middle where the skills do really help and where that's all like the different. guardians have got mighty blow you've yeah. probably got two blitz
0: rolls and mighty blow you've got a lot of removal and a couple of dead players a lot of removal potential but they can't yep. kill you as much
1: yeah and the other teams are wasting their time on their slow build stuff like they give a couple guys you know like stuff like dodge sure hands you know pass like you know skills that are helpful and they'll probably get better as the team goes way on into the 2000s but at that point you already have all your bread and butter and you're just going like bang (laughs) dead people kill the fuckers yeah yes
0: i mean that's given me a boner i don't know about you Lewis, but uh the bone man has given me a boner on that Uh, i can't uh, believe your first one went down (laughs) (laughs) Right, Lewis. I think that's uh, that's probably covered the, uh, the the sorry the league
1: builds of the uh, Cambrian. Well, oh, um, I missed I missed one thing. I want to go back. That? Skeleton layman kick kick is really oh really good. yes, and you can take that on a throw rock, aren't you? You can, but I mean, you're not just take on a random skeleton, and then if he dies, it's whatever. But um, yeah, it's just. Uh, you want to control the tempo of the game, right? And you try and to make them score faster. Just kick it shallow. You know, see when people see a shallow kick, they run down that sideline in the first turn. And you're like, on you go. <laughs> One more to score. <laughs> yeah. or, or if you kick it shallow and they don't get it, you can go get it. This is your offense all of a sudden. <laughs> like, you know. Or if you, if you get your 2-1, but you went too fast and there's three turns left and you think feasibly they could score in three turns, kick it deep. You've wasted two of the turns right there. They've got to go get it and then bring it back up. So kick is incredibly valuable in tempo control. Yeah. Probably it gives more you so that,
0: for the slow Kemri, it gives you that ability to flood it if you need to with your slowness because you're not yeah. going to get there with your speed. <laughs> Absolutely also, not. But you can also slow the opponent down if they're a slower team.
1: Yeah. Also, weirdly enough, kicking to a side usually dictates which side the other person will play. Like if you kick and it lands really far left, the cage up on the left and you know that and you're like, oh, there you go. I move all my guys around this way. <laughs> yeah,
0: and the slow guardians can just hem
1: them in then come back. Yeah. So that's the only skill I think I missed from League Belt. You'd probably be quite happy with a kick skeleton as well.
3: Okay.
0: Thanks for that addition, Lewis. We will now take a quick break, Lewis. You can go and refill your beer as I see you're finishing off there. And um, yeah, we'll come back in a minute and talk about tournaments.
1: Oh, my favourite. You and
3: I in a little toy Get bass box in the software, flash the message Something's out there floating in the summer sky 99 99-
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Talk Nuffle podcast and the final segment of this Kemri uh, race review, where Lewis and I are going to talk about tournament builds. And Lewis, I'm very sad. We can't go to tournaments at the moment in this lockdown era, can we?
1: No, it is actually very sad. I've missed it a lot. Obviously, I was going to finally run one as well, and it got coronaed, so... Um, well, we, was, could got, big... we could have got we glassed in Glasgow in the no, so bonus you know? that we've got coroned. Yeah, no, it's, it's sad. Uh, tournaments are a really massive part of Blood Bowl, in my opinion. I don't think it's just about trying to win or like a, like some people say it's too competitive. I don't think you have to take it that way at all. I've always almost seen it as like holidays, like social gatherings and stuff. And really I'm missing them.
0: Yeah, and one of the big bonuses of Blood Bowl in the coronavirus era is that we've been able to take a little bit of the community online and that's been nice, like some people don't have that at all, but Blood Bowl does have that option.
1: Yeah, I mean I've met a lot of people with the the NAF lives and stuff that I've actually met at real life tournaments and now we we can still play online and... Leagues from other cities, not from London, have moved online and they open the invitation outside their city so I can reconnect with those people as well. So at least there is good online Blood Bowl options, but it's just not the same as like sitting across from these people, you know, having drinks together, chatting, you know, you miss the catch up. But we are lucky in that at least our hobby does have a solid online option.
0: Yeah, and we've kind of seamlessly moved that line, whereas some people have had to, like, get used to these Zoom quizzes and stuff, but we have something to socialise <laughs> over, which is great. Anyway, let's talk about the Chemri in uh, tournament settings, and, you know, they are, they can be fun at tournaments. One of the big things about them is that they pretty much always get lumped in that tier just above the stunty tier, don't they? And if people yeah. don't put them there, they're more They should be. Whatever it is, tier four, tier five, just above the stunty tier, and then yeah. you've got
1: some options. So I think they really struggle if a tournament does the three-tier system because yeah, they can't be stunty. they're not tier three, absolutely not. But tier two is shared with like high elf and chaos and stuff, and it's like, you no, know, those are better. You know, I need, yeah, I need, a, I need a nutrient. few more, I need a few more skills. Them. So in a five-tier system, put them in tier four, or a four-tier system, put them in tier three, whatever. Right, the one above stunty. But for the love of God, Tios, please stop lumping the men with high elf. <laughs> they're not, yeah, they're not comparable teams.
0: Not at all. And that's one of the things in tournaments, isn't it? Often if they can get one or even two double skill options, yeah. they start to become a viable barbal- Where you can get a couple of block if, of guardians, I,
1: they become really powerful, don't they? If I see them, playable, playable.
0: say.
1: I've seen a tournament once. It was uh, four tiers, and they put them in tier two, so they didn't get doubles access. And I "Well, oh I will not God. play Camry at that tournament. Absolutely yeah. not." Bullshit. Like you, you've had a go at me
0: before, for putting Camry higher than you think. In yeah,
1: my I think they should be really low. I think they should always, always be the the tier above for Stunny. They're in there like Underworld <laughs> and Vampire. They need everything they can get. Yeah.
0: For sure. So, what would you take in a normal? I don't know. Let's talk about like a one point one mil type build where you can't take stars in your eleven. That that sort of thing. What would you go for for Camry?
1: Okay. So Hopefully, they're tier four. <laughs> if you if you can't take stars, then eleven hundred is two rerolls, uh, every positional and skeletons up to twelve or thirteen, whatever you can afford. I can't do it off the top of my head, but I think it's actually thirteen, and then leader on a thrower straight away. So that's your three rerolls, and. If you're allowed doubles, any doubles, if it's one double, it's a block Tomb Guardian. If it's two doubles, it's two block Tomb Guardians.
2: <laughs> Fo- follow the <laughs> logic, however many,
1: however many doubles you're allowed. But in, but
0: in a 1.1 1. 1 where you can, you don't take stars in your starting 11, you'd probably still try and get setec in, would you?
1: Um, if you're allowed setec, I usually cut a reroll and a blitzer and put him in. Then with leader, you're still rocking two rerolls. So he's, your, sh- he's your blitzer,
0: essentially, in 1.1. 1. 1.
1: I think in any viable build, you can't have two Blitzers plus Satek. It has to be one Blitzer and Satek. But that's fine, because Satek is just an amazing Blitzer. So it's like you can give skills to your remaining Blitzer, the rostered one, and Satek comes with all the skills under the sun. He's fine. Issue um, being normally you're rolling at two re-rolls and one is leader. So that very quickly can become a disaster. But you're supposed to also have a block Tomb Guardian and you know, other skills that you've given players you maybe shouldn't need the rerolls as much. And Setek, I'd say, is worth more than the reroll. Hmm. He is really
0: good, isn't he? And um, he is.
1: So if he's overloaded. Playing... He is. He's genuinely overloaded. He's a fantastic, like, roadblock. He's fantastic ball sacker. He's a normal blitzer, you know, and he has the only two up dodge on your team. So hmm. you should be in love with this guy.
0: Would you consider dropping a Guardian and having the two blitz rars with Setek in a 1.1 build? Eh. Uh,
1: I've never done it, but considering you can actually skill the Guardians, probably not. <laughs> I think um, high strength is quite important in the tournament, having the big lane of people and Satek himself on four strength. But then again, I've also done the one where you drop both Blitzers for the two, Ivan and Satek, so maybe worth trying dropping a Tomb Guardian. I will just two blitzers like
0: off, off the top of my head, if you're using the three Tomb Guardians and you've got Satek and the two Blitz Rats, probably with you know, you're going to use your mighty blades and your tackles yeah. and those sorts of skills, and the guardians poke one or two blocks. That would, that's got that would more be an skills. option.
1: That would be an option if you were in a tournament that didn't give you any doubles, so you can't get a block to him, guardian mm. anyway. Throw him out, gets the tech in, he's a strength four blocker,
0: and, then and more reliability.
1: Others. Yeah. Well, you see reliability, but he's got break tackles, so he'll bait you into that two-up dodge and roll a one with Lord. <laughs> so he's not reliable at all. <laughs> Uh, he's he's double-skulled me out of a win before as well, the bastard. So, you know, like all-star players, you have to you have to know that he's just waiting on his chance to fuck you up.
0: <laughs> what about at the, uh, the 1.2 level, Lewis? You've got a couple of options, haven't you? You've, you've yeah. said that you could take both Setek and Ivan, which is awesome. Yes, if you draw drop... you could take uh, the four Guardians and one of them. And even. Yeah. There's a couple of options on there. So...
1: What you can do is uh, drop both blitzers for Ivan and Setek in one reroll for Tomb Guardians. I think that's only one Throra, that build, but it's hilarious. Um, that is probably the most effective memory will ever be. You have two blitzers out there who are absolute game changers doing their thing, and you will love it. I think I did really well at that tournament. I came, I, it was only three games. So I think it was like 2-0-1. It was a good day. Um... You also, but then, like you said, you have the option, if they don't allow both star players, if it's like only new or only old, you can still take four Guardians, two blitzes, and the remaining star player and fit that in. And that will be a really, really strong roster. Well, in relatively. <laughs> I think, no, no, I think four Tomb Guardians with a one star and two blitzes would just generally be a strong roster. Especially yeah. if you were low tier and you could get high on skills with the other players, you would genuinely expect to do pretty well. I mean that's what
0: that's the important thing about the Kemri, isn't it? At tournaments, is that they do well out of that lower tier. If they're not lower tier, you've, you 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 don't consider them because that's a real problem for them. Yeah. It's not going to be fun for you, really. But they it does bring them up a lot, doesn't it? When you can take at least one or two doubles on the on the Guardians yeah. and on the skills and stuff, yeah,
1: they become yeah. a lot I mean, better. I like playing at tournaments a lot, but I'm you still have to make that decision where if you see them and they're in a tier that gets no doubles or hardly any skills, you have to just say no because it's not going to be fun to turn up and lose four games, <laughs> you know, and that is what will happen with some of the skills packs they get. So you have to read the skills pack carefully and just go, do Kenry fit in this one or not? And if they do, take them. But don't go for one that's like four normals. You won't win. <laughs> you won't get it done. <laughs> They've got to have doubles. I think
0: you I think you actually messaged me when I was... I can't remember which one it was, but I put Kemri in a tier where they only had one double or something and you got really upset about it. I remember this being a thing.
1: Uh, no, wasn't it the, I think it was the backbreaker. Uh, Phil put them in the, the... It was out of four tiers, put them in tier two. I, can't, I, I remember what you're saying, but somebody did have them in a tier and I went on DBL and I was really upset about it because it made them unusable. I was like, no one will take this team. And then the event came and no one took the team. And I was like, there you go. God, God <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> they they've got to be, be like they've got to be down they've got i, I think the best place for are to and you think where did Camry go look at where you've put vampire and underworld there mm. they're in that one
0: <laughs> they're that type of one-dimensional team that does one yeah. thing really well that you've yeah. got a i mean i've got i've got an interesting build here lewis I've, i think you'd be interested in um and i've gone for a, a, a 1.2 i've actually decided to hamstring myself, because I disagree with this, Lewis. I don't want what you were thinking for Glass Bowl. Glass Bowl, Glass Bowl, whatever it is. Uh, but I was um, I was thinking uh, 1.2 where stars can't be past through your 11.
1: And yeah. I always allow
0: stars in the 11. So I just think it's more fun. Stars
1: in the 11 is pretty fun, but it does lead to some silly builds. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's fun. But anyway,
0: I've gone for a 1.2. Stars can't be in the 11. So I've got 12 players. Um, I've gone for three tomb Guardians.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, I've gone for two Blitz Rars. So I've got those two straight off the bat and the one throw RAR. Um, and then I've got skeletons up to the 11. So what's that? Six skeletons to the 11. And then effectively, my fourth Tomb Guardian is Bob Biffle. Um, and, I've got, and I've got one re-roll and then the, that one throw RAR is going to have to take leader yeah. um, to allow the two re-rolls effectively. But then, yeah, I mean, if you look at that one point two, if you've got a cup, say you've got even one one double where you can get uh, one block guardian along with Bob. Uh, yep. You've got the two block Blitz Riles who are both going to probably take Mighty Blow. Probably Mighty Blow and Tackle.
1: Yeah, one uh, tackle would be okay.
0: Something like that. And the Throw Riles got Leader. And then the other two Guardians are probably going to have... Could we guard maybe one with a great tackle in that sort of situation? That, those see, sorts of skills. Depends what you want to take.
1: See, I would never... So... I'll go over to the main team because it's really good in a bit, but I would never take guard on us. I would just say two mighty blow or a mighty blow break tackle. Yeah, but Bob's got break tackle, so ditch break tackle, just two mighty blow. Um, because who are you guarding for, really? I mean, you got you got yeah, six, Bob, five, five, I mean, five. Like, you should you should never... I mean, Bob's armor
0: 10 fixed goal. He's never going off the pitch. Yeah, and he's strength six, mighty blow, yeah. block right? he's going to do so much yeah. for the team, isn't
1: he? But in general, that's fantastic. So Bob is something I haven't seen used. Uh, he's relatively new isn't he and tournaments kind of stopped so <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but i mean yeah so what you got you got ram to it, but a hundred times better so your fourth guardian is just super souped up you're gonna have your block guardian which is always fantastic and then you have a functional Camry team behind that that would be really really good Two rerolls at a tournament. I've done it a lot, and I find functions completely fine, especially with the block guardians, because they don't eat rerolls like the normal ones do.
0: I mean, often at teams you have, a, you might even have two doubles available for the Kemri, and then you've got two Yeah, block if you have two block guardians, yeah. C, yeah. with
1: with Bob. Yeah. So you have three block big guys. And it's a lot of reliability, and still the rest of the team. You haven't sacrificed anywhere. You've got a normal team behind it, so... Yeah, that would be uh, mildly terrifying. I'd say it's an incredibly strong Camry roster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, mate. I think during this lockdown era, I'm going to try and do like a Bob Bifford conversion. Just to... It's interesting. I'm looking at the um, – the, the, so they did a team card for him. And, like, a, you know, they do those things on the spikes. And he's got yeah. – in, in the picture, he's actually got a mohawk quite like morgue, So I don't know if they want you to use the morgue like, play it. He's got one of those um, – so- you know those nose breathing devices, like yeah, he over his nose, yeah. but he looks
1: quite a lot more, he's got so, a spiky shoulder pads and stuff. I got this uh, this lovely portrait that I keep on my desk, just hanging above it, um, that I got for winning most casualties with Camry at a tournament, and it's Jim and Bob, like a commentator artwork, and um, I will say he definitely doesn't have a mohawk on this, I can show you it on the webcam, but it'd be pointless because the viewers can't see it, but... Uh, here he's portrayed as bald with some very caved-in points in his skull, and I think that's a better idea for an Ogre star player. He should not be stylish. He should, he should be like bold. Someone has absolutely kicked the shit out of him for 20 years of Blood Bowl, and he's loved it. But he does have the nose breather that you mentioned. So. Yeah,
0: he's, he's always got that. I've, I've looked, I'm have looked. i looking at a few conversions online now, and he always has this nose breather, which he's got on the Blood Bowl 2 game, so that's probably right. I think of.
1: this picture is based on the Blood Bowl 2 game, and I think, well, for someone who plays Blood Bowl 2 a lot, me and probably a lot of people that's Bob. That'd be the model I think you aim for. I don't think you aim for like Morg Jr. Especially well, when he's that's the thing, Morg's ass.
0: <laughs> I think the legendary star is supposed to be because if you play the Blood bowl to um like campaign game single player.
1: Yeah he helps um, your team he helps you, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah he, he comes there he's just amazing.
0: I think he's based on that player. He's not based on Bob in his prime. So even Bob at this age is like He's a bit yeah, slower. The best he's not strong, in the whole game. he's tough, but he's a bit slower. Because like, if you look at Morg, Morg is... Yeah, I mean, I, I would take Bob purely because of the price and the skill set he has, but Morg yeah. is faster, better agility... You know, and and I think that's the point of this Bob player is he's like Bob now, like he's a bit, he's like David Beckham player. <laughs> like even Luffy. past his
1: frame, he's better than Morg. If he <laughs> if, if he could turn the clock back, he'd wipe the pitch with these youngsters. Well, and that's it's
0: historically Bob beat the shit out of Morg. So you know, it's it's good. To, and I think maybe I'm going to do that, Lewis, in this lockdown period, is try and convert and paint a, a Bob up for. Oh but I'm looking now online a lot of the Bob conversions have got Mohawks because um, nah. he's, he's got it in the picture in the, the card picture yeah um, but um, I agree I think he should be bold I think old and bold yeah old and bold
1: I think that's well, fair
0: uh, I think I'd use the um, you know the human plastic ogre kit probably as a starter yeah, yeah. and maybe convert from there maybe, maybe like you could convert because he's got in a lot of them he's got like a jacket he's wearing this leather jacket so maybe you could convert a jacket with green stuff off that that would be yeah. cool
1: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, as the first person who listens to this and takes uh, your stolen roster to a tournament, let us know how you get on, because it sounds very, very good. I think a Bob (laughs) Camry team would be awesome. I do as well. I mean, let's think about Camry at tournaments. You're kind of trying to play for stars, always. They don't really have a viable non-star roster, I don't think. You need someone in there with a big pile of skills to to really push the scales in your favour, you know? You're not Whether that's
0: get it. usually Setec or yep. Ivan, depending so, on your tipple yep. of the right tackle,
1: etc. cetera. Cetec is obviously probably classically the most used. Uh, nowadays, people will be taking Ivan. Tournaments probably start phasing out Setech. I hope not, but it can happen. And um, if you ever do get a chance to play a 1.25, take them both. You will have a great time. I really recommend it. Or throw in Bob Bifford and see how it goes. Uh, avoid Sindbad. <laughs> you wouldn't take it I I'd think you're right wouldn't.
0: I think he might work on a vampire team uh, sorry not a vampire team uh, yeah. undead team shambling undead but I don't think on Kenry so, no, no, no.
1: I think every penny counts a bit too much on a Kenry team to invest 80k in a, a one half joke <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe think, you yeah. can argue the call I don't know this is different these days <laughs>
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think that's, um, that's kind of concluding our, our podcast, our tournament bit, and certainly our podcast here, So Have you got anything more to add on the Kemri, on tournaments or
1: otherwise? Uh, just in general, if you ever wonder why I should play Kemri, I'll tell you, there's, there's many play styles to Blood Bowl. You know, there's Agi, there's Bash, there's Stunties. some people say hybrid for like necromantic and stuff. Kemri are the only Kemri. You, you don't get the Kemri experience from any other team. There's nothing like it. You will never feel as angry at your own players with any team as you will with Kemri and that's probably why you should play them because it's just this unique fun and pain <laughs> yeah
0: and that and that's the point isn't it in Blood Bowl there's there are some one-dimensional teams and Kemri's one of them like Dwarfs yeah. um, and if you look at the other side of this coin probably your uh, Elven Union uh, push pushing yeah. the other direction and there are teams that you can play that are super one-dimensional but also super fun Kemri do that strength five static bash control style so one-dimensionally but it can be fun you
1: have to you have to come at it with the
0: right sort of approach don't
1: you and the only other warning is if you ever play camry against a stunty team do not expect to win it is incredibly hard i would go as far to say as it is their worst matchup so if you ever think you're playing camry versus ogres and you think you're going to win it and you don't don't blame yourself It's very hard. (laughs) There's another unique Kemri point in that the stunty teams are your anathema. Is that the word? that You hate them because you have no tackle. You're never knocking them over. Uh, They've got guys that aren't going to get knocked over because they're also strength five. And then when you set up your perfect space control, They'll just do two-up dodges through it. They don't care. There's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) You can dodge around you later on, maybe when you've got loads of tackle
0: and stuff, you can three. But in a tournament, in a tournament, you're stuffed. Yeah, yeah, you're
1: fucked. If you see ogres as Camry in a tournament, just concede, man. Like (laughs) the odds of you ever getting anything done are slim to none. The ogres are just gonna laugh at your tomb guardians, and the snotlings are just gonna run into the end zone, and you will take so many three dice blocks that result in nothing but a little sidestep push. And you know what they do? They sidestep beside you are you gonna dodge absolutely not so now you're <laughs> stuck while the other guy runs away and scores absolutely and
0: that's that's a good uh, a good note to finish on probably this isn't it it's like don't take Khemri because it's just annoying and painful but you know take it if you want to do that and have fun you will have fun you will have <laughs> you a will unique
1: have kind of fun and every touchdown you score will feel so much warmer than any amount of elf touchdowns trust me <laughs> Yeah, elf touchdowns are all bullshit. They're yeah. so hollow, it's unearned. Oh, you rolled a two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas on Camry, it's, like, oh, I've rolled a four. Um, then... And a four, and a five, and a power, and another four, and I <laughs> finally got it over the lane. Woo! <laughs> yeah, and I think that sums up the Chemry perfectly. I mean, thanks, Lewis, for coming on. um It's been really fun to have a chat. Have you enjoyed the podcast? I have, it's fun to talk about Kemri. they don't get as much love as they should and nowadays there are finally many nice Kemri teams you can buy, give it a go
0: there are and I've actually invested into there's a, a new one coming out newish, I've invested in recently. a couple of Kickstarters that are coming out with Kemri. Yeah. two we've been discussing on on um, on ECBBL particularly um, I can't remember which one I've actually invested in, Punga is it I think oh the... uh, yeah 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 the, the pirate yeah. stuff isn't it, the pirate one that's it yeah there's a Kemri one there which looks really yeah. nice Um, So I'm going to definitely get in for that. And that's going to be my undead Kemri team. Probably going to paint in six months, eight months, whenever we get it out.
1: And remember, as bad as Kemri are and as much as we joke, they're still not actually a joke team. You know, give them the time, put in a bit of effort, they're going to get the wins. You'll see the results, trust me. They can (laughs) actually win games. You're a Scotsman, Lewis. We won't trust you at all. But, ah, well, but, then. but myself, as a
0: middle-class Englishman with a posh accent, they'll trust me. I've
1: got to repeat it. Repeat what I just said.
0: <laughs> no. no. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's true, listeners. If you want to have fun and play with a one-dimensional bash control team, then for sure. Like, absolutely take them. They're just not – they're definitely not the Guinness team, are they? You've got to understand the oh, Guinness
1: first. I think you should get Take them the... later. Take, yeah, I mean,
0: take, take something like Orcs or Meh, Dwar- Probably Orcs first. And then look at Dwarves and Kembry as, as a later on that star yeah. team if you want to. That's what I'd suggest.
1: But if you do enjoy the Bash game and you find yourself never passing and thinking Dodgers are crap, just maybe this may be the one for you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Thank
0: you. Right, mate. Um, I think we'll draw stumps under it here. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was good. And listeners, we will uh, bring some more race reviews to you soon.
2: To
0: Bye-bye. The
2: these sounds, leads the way! Right under pressure, light incandescent Like the night, like the liquor store's presence the signs flickering, bickering patrons with the venom And they strike, quick to take a bite Like sins in the garden of Eden Goblins and demons, heathens and reasons For fifteen to life, fishing in big seas As big things enticed, sharks with the razor the octopi water, deep blue ice Cool air, polar crisp See a breath on exhale, like blessing an elf Blow a kiss to the heavens and waiting Residents watching, eagle live view Will a human race make it, naked Tripped, their comforts forsaken. I came via spaceship in ancient Egypt. Crip kept my mummified body adhesively wrapped. They open my tomb. Greetings, I'm back. Greetings, I'm back. Seven ways of Sunday, river in the pulpit, medicine for sickly, elements of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, formed from the shore shortly after the comets had evolved from amphibians swimming with our fins to extension of our limbs and gorillas are the chimps in the canopy swinging, humanity's prelim, man and beast depends who you asking what they seen here. Money, money, murder, ugly on the house but it's eternal, word up. Sheep to the herder, the meek just curl up. Below the surface, urges to uprise, nervous Purchase distraction from purpose Match it with purses, accessories perfect, versus your destiny skirted. I can't be a spaceship in ancient Egypt Crip kept my mummified body adhesively wrapped They open my tomb, greetings and back Greetings and back